Welcome to the January 30th meeting of the ACB Board of Directors. Uh, we are uh, an hour earlier than usual. Does that mean we're meeting in Central Time now, Ray? Is that how that is that how that works? Um, you better so believe it. <laughs> All right. So we are starting a little earlier. We have a, a full agenda. And so welcome, welcome to the meeting, and uh, thank you all for, um, for being here uh, this evening. We'll start with the uh, roll call, and I know we have some guests who will be joining us later who may not be here now, and that's um, fine. We'll introduce them when they come, but go ahead, Denise. We don't hear you, Denise. She's still muted. There she is. There I go. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Deb Cook-Lewis. Present. David Trott. Here. Ray Campbell. Here. And I'm here. Michael Garrett. Here. There he is. All right. And uh, Kim Charlson. You said this can be late. Yes, Kim is traveling, and if she's able to make it she from the airport, she, she will. Chris Bell? Here. Donna Brown? Here. Gabriel Lopez-Cafati? Here. Cecily Laney-Nipper? Here. Terry Pacheco? Here. And Doug's not here. Rachel Schroeder? Here. Kenneth Simeon? Here. Connie Sims? Here. Jeff Tom? He's not here. That's who we're missing is Jeff. Uh, BOP rep Penny Reader? Here. Staff? Uh, is Dan on yet? No. No, Dan. Um, is Nancy back or is she still trying I'm, to get Dan? Nancy. Dan was, I'm here and Dan is getting on in just a minute. Okay. And is any other staff going to be joining us? There is a, a new staff member on here. Yeah. For just is yeah. she here? Is Claire here with yep. us? Yeah. All right. Okay. I am here. There's Stanley. Yeah. Yay. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Dan's and, here too now. And and Rick is here streaming. And Rick here is, is streaming, streaming for us. Okay. And there should be. I don't think we have any other staff. Any other visit? Any visitors? We do have mm -hmm. some people who will be coming. Uh, Leah Gardner will be joining us. Um, and um, I believe that uh, Lori Scharf will be joining us and uh, Cheryl Cummings will be joining us. And they will be joining us during uh, the parts of the presentation um, that are relevant to them. And I suggested that they just listen and join when it sort of makes sense close to their time. So they will do that, I'm sure. Madam Chair, that completes the call of the roll. All righty. Thank you. All right, so let's do the uh, review the agenda. So we've had, of course, the the uh, roll call and uh, introductions, and then and now we're on the approval of the agenda. And then we will have the approval of the minutes. We have uh, several minutes to approve. Denise will take us through that. Then there is the mission moment, which will recognize the entire ACB staff for pulling together to support ACB's mission with the departure of Clark and Kelly. We, we've been losing staff at such a rate this year. Um, and so we, um, we want to celebrate that. And then um, 
We have um, an update on the executive uh, director search um, process and timelines, and I will be um, giving you an assignment, which I will follow up with an email. So don't worry about frantically taking notes on it, although it's not a really hard assignment. And then um, we will have the executive director report. Dan is going to just report on a few important things, uh, notably um, the um, leadership conference coming up in March and uh, introducing or maybe reintroducing as the case really may be uh, Claire Stanley who will be joining us and um, then any other updates that he would like to get. Then we're going to go into our um, major discussions for the evening and as we come to them I will explain how they will work. But uh, the first one will be the board discussion and action regarding uh, the Kingsley Plantation Tour during convention. And then I would like to combine items 9 and 10 to uh, one fluid item that I think will have uh, two motions that I'm going to be recommending that you um, move toward in some form. Uh, you may all have others, but... Uh, but to combine the discussion of the action uh, regarding affirmation of ACB mission and uh, member expectations, and then the discussion and action regarding ACB's um, position on the uh, rally sponsored by a BPI. So we will take those up. And then the last thing that we will have is the announcement and discussion of the logistics of the next two board meetings, which will be an executive session um, because they relate to the search, and then the final board meeting that we'll be talking about tonight, which is the um, leadership, the one that will happen at the leadership meeting. So those are the agenda items for this evening. Uh, that's why we started early. <laughs> so um, those those are the agenda items. Um, I move that the agenda be accepted. Chris I'll second. second. Jenna. And Donna seconds. No, that, that wasn't me. Oh, I, I thought it was. Connie. Connie. Okay, <laughs> see, correct me when I'm on it. Don't own these I mean, things I could have, but it was not me this time. <laughs> no, no, but that's, that's good. I understand. I understand. We're into the controversy already, guys. <laughs> All righty. Um, is there any discussion? Yes, this is Gabriel. Gabriel. So uh, regarding... Uh, what originally was item nine uh, yes. on the on the expectations uh, between uh, members and parent organizations. So uh, I, I think at least I, there's a little bit of confusion, at least on my part, because uh, a couple of weeks ago you expressed that the board would be crafting a document. Then over the weekend, we received a okay, document. Let's, when we get to uh, that item. Can I item? ask my questions first, that, please? All right, let, let's go to the question. Be, okay, so um, uh, yes, I'm, I'm giving the preamble because people listening on ACB Media are not privy to the board list, so I'm giving the information how of why my questions are coming okay. from or where my questions are coming from. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you respect my time to ask questions as a, as a board member. Thank you. So um, the uh, a few weeks ago, like I said, before I was interrupted, uh, the you had mentioned that the board would be crafting a document talking about member and uh, affiliate expectations with the parent organization. Then over the weekend, us board members received a document um, 
And uh, on the introduction part of the document, there's mention of a 1995 document, which I then requested via the board, uh, since Connie has been collating and uh, having all these documents together. For these specific instances when we need to go back and review um, the history of the decisions made by this board, I have been blatantly denied access to those documents. And um, uh, I want to know where this document came from, the one that we were sent over the okay, weekend. And, and who was the ad hoc committee? When was it appointed? There Why was has the been board no not committee. aware of it? Well, the document clearly so, says that Gabriel, I'm going to call you out of order and tell you that I will dis discuss that when we get to the agenda item. No, because, Deb, my questions, if there's no answers to my questions, I am going to ask that this item be removed from the agenda until it is properly socialized with the members. Because this is always a membership-driven organization, we, and I do not agree that sh we should. Please, I'm speaking. We sh I do not think that we should be talking about a document that has not been socialized or shared with anyone on the membership. Let this alone is an official this document. Uh, this is an official document of this organization, and it is actually not really under discussion tonight. And if you will allow us to move forward with the agenda, I will explain that. If you don't find the explanation satisfactory, we'll deal with it at that time. I'd like to. As are there any additional questions? A, as long as Gabriel, you're out of decision. order. Says who? Says me. So you are Check. out of order. Oh, excuse me? I, I, yes. Is the president. I'm a board member. I am chairing the meeting and you are out of order. Are there any additional discussion items? All right, hearing none, all in favor of adopting the agenda, please say aye. 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 And any opposed? Nay. Okay. And would you like uh, to be recorded as absolutely. in opposition? All righty. Yes. Sure. Sure. No problem. And, and, Deb, and I, I just want to yes. I just want to say that Jeff Tom is here now too for yeah, Denise's so. record. Oh, okay. For the yeah, I got thank that. You thank you, Connie, very much. Okay. You're welcome. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Um, all right. Let's move on now to the approval of the minutes. And uh, Denise, you have a, a few minutes here. <laughs> yeah. If you'd like to take us through that. Okay, I'd like to start with the November 28th, 2023 minutes. Are there any corrections or additions? And all of these minutes were sent out. Are there any corrections or additions to the November 28th minutes? Yes, uh, Denise, this is Kenneth. Yep. Um, and when we look at the, the there was a line uh, where you started mentioning uh, the res resignation of Clark Rockfell. His name is misspelled there. And then right below that, it shows the, the rest of that sentence where it mentions the director of government advocacy and governmental affairs. The word advocacy doesn't have the A there. My spell check doesn't work right, does it? <laughs> Thank, thanks, Kevin, Kenneth, because I was going to say that too. So. <laughs> hey, <yeah. laughs> okay, so, so Clark's name is misspelled and the and word advocacy. advocacy. Thank you. The I A was just left off it, yeah. Thank you very much. Well, the spell check should have gotten that one. It might not have gotten Clark's. Yeah, it wouldn't have gotten Clark's, but it should have gotten the answer. Yeah. I really did read further, I promise. All right. Are there any other corrections or additions to those minutes? I move that we approve those minutes with the corrections. Second, Kenneth. All right. Connie, seconded by Kenneth. Connie and Kenneth, right? Yes. Okay. All right. All. Any discussion? We've already had a bunch. <laughs> all righty. Uh, all in favor of approving the um, 
What what's the date for those? I'm sorry, the the November twenty eighth. November. I'm I'm gunning the wrong months. You know, see that's what happened when I went to the hospital for too long. As I'm several months off now. Uh, November twenty eighth. All in favor of the November approving the November twenty eighth minutes as amended, uh, pl- or corrected would be appropriate. Please say aye. 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 And mm-hmm. any opposed? All right. Thank you. All right, go ahead, Denise. Okay, then we have the minutes for the two December 2023 board meetings that were uh, to deal with the budget. And thank you, um, Ray. I already received one um, correction. I think I must have been functioning in Central Time that those two, that first night because I my times were Central Time and not. Eastern oh, time, yes. like they were supposed the to be. The best time. <laughs> That's right. The best time. <laughs> I wanted it to be central time. <laughs> so I have that. Too. Are there any other corrections or additions to those minutes? I move the December minutes be approved as they were corrected. I'll second. Okay, Cecily moves. Connie seconds the December minutes to be approved as corrected. All in favor? Aye. 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 And any opposed? All right. Thank you very much. Well, we've had lots of minutes lately. <laughs> Thank you so much, Denise. That's that's really great. All right. Uh, the next item on our agenda is our, our mission moment. And uh, we are indeed recognizing our ACB staff for pulling together to support the mission. Um, and uh, to uh, in, in the absence of two major positions, which are um, uh, Clark's position and Kelly's that have been uh, vacated um, for a while. And uh, so there were a lot of special events that have gone on in all of this. And I'm going to kind of turn it over to Dan to just talk about these things for a couple of minutes, because I think that um, you know, it's it's not ever just staff who who are doing work in this organization, but when you're missing uh, two staff out of something like fourteen, that's that's a major um, that's a major challenge, and I just want to commend that whole um, that whole issue for our staff. <laughs> the challenge of having to make up for each other in a in where we already I think could double our staff. So yeah, Dan. Uh, well, thank you, Deb. And I really, um, uh, really want to take a moment and just to express to the board and to our members and friends that are listening on uh, ACB Media Network that, you know, this has been a a tough year for ACB. You know, we're, we've come out of the pandemic. Everybody is is going gangbusters again. We were struggling with, uh, you know, a really downturn in the economy in, in 2022, which then impacted uh, funders and sponsors and foundations ability to to participate uh, like they had in the past. And in the middle of all that, first, we had, uh, you know, Eric uh, take a, the new position with AFB, and then we lost two of our additional you know, management team with the departure of Kelly Gask, uh, our communications manager, and then Clark Rockfull, our uh, director of advocacy and governmental affairs. And so there really was, uh, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of turnover here and a lot of organizations even saying, you know, 
what's going on at ACB? What what what's 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 happening over there right now? And you know, to me, what was really important for everybody to know, all of our partners, is that what this meant to me is that ACB doing was doing a lot of things really well because members of our leadership team all moved on to opportunities uh, with, you know, increased uh, financial opportunity and with a chance to grow their careers, which I think is the most flattering statement that can be made for your organization is that your leaders are truly valued and valued enough to receive, you know, an opportunity to advance their careers. But given that that took place, it's now put our remaining staff in a position where we really all had to come together and work collaboratively to really work with all of our core values of respect and initiative and and really flexibility. And so I just wanted to take a moment and thank our team uh, for all of their efforts, JoLynn and Colby and Bill, uh, who's jumped in and helped from a resource development standpoint, our advocacy team of Swatha and Tabitha, and now the new addition of Claire, uh, which is a joy to all of us, Caitlin, who's been our administrative assistant. So in the middle of all this, of course, we also moved offices twice. Once wasn't enough, so we did it twice. Uh, we held uh, a gala, a community-a-thon. We planned a D.C. leadership conference, and we continued to do the work of this organization from our membership team, Cindy Hollis and Natalie Couch, and all the work that they pulled together and got done for us. With our communications team, with Rick Morin and Sharon Lovery and Larry Gassman, with our contractors inside of audio description, working with Tapitha, Joel Snyder, who also resigned at the end of the year, as well as Timothy Wynn and Fred Brack, and our Minnesota office that with Nancy Marks Becker and Chris Sawyer and the work he's done with our ACB uh, Enterprise Services thrift stores, which will earned over $300,000 for ACB this year from two thrift stores in Lovick and Amarillo. And with the work of Nancy Christine Fila, and then our newest, uh, you know, uh, hire before Caitlin, I mean, before before Claire, which was Sari Nake. And so all the team has come together. Poor Sarah, we put her, we, we hired her and we started as soon as she was hired the next day, we started hiring people, <laughs> you know, and she stepped in there. And in the me middle of all that, she helped us put an annual report together, which we were, we needed to get done just over and over and over again. This team has come together and worked so hard for this organization. So I just want to say, Thank you to all of them. And now we've got another change headed their way with a new executive director coming in just a few months. But they are meeting this head on with optimism, working together. And it really, it means a lot to me personally, but I think it means a lot to the American Council of Blind, to our board of directors and our members. And I just want to say Thank you, thank you, thank you. We would truly have not gotten through all this without all of your 
just over-the-top hard work. So we really, really appreciate it. Yes, I really do want to indicate that that's that that I think we all do feel that way. It's just we're very very fortunate to have our staff. We're very very fortunate to have our organization and to have everything kind of moving along and now we're headed right on into our leadership conference shortly and and once again more things to do and convention on the horizon and um it just never quits around here but it it is pretty exciting so oh, and um, i i would yeah. be really remiss if i didn't mention lane waters who's been trying oh, to retire for a sakes. year but has <laughs> hung in there and stuck with us mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. until we can hire a replacement accountant counting position so again Thanks to everybody. And Lane didn't mean to leave you out, promise. (laughs) (laughs) Now, he's not coming back now, Dan. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Are there any comments from the board? Yes. I just, perhaps I misunderstood. Did Fred Brack leave? No. Oh, no. He's still with us. Oh, okay. I thought you were Joel left. Joel Joel Snyder left. Joel Snyder yeah, left. No, yeah, I, yeah. But yeah, when you put the three together, I was a little Oh, no, no, no. Yes, no, no. No, no, just, just Joel left. <laughs> I was too, Terry. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, no. Fred, Fred's working overtime. We've got him not only supporting the current uh, ADP website, but working uh, with a team with the Louisville Web Group to, to create the new uh, ADP website in Drupal. So he's working double time for us right now. <laughs> That's great. Thank um, you. Madam President. Um, Go ahead, I would Ray. just, yeah, I just like to say that um, this, uh, uh, you know, uh, we we lost Clark and Kelly, uh, Kelly first, and then Clark, and um, I. This just shows again what a terrific staff, how lucky ACB is to have the staff people that we do, and that the people that, um, you know, the, the, I. I I've never been in the office, but I'm sure that the phrase, it's not my job, is never uttered there. And they really exemplify what team is all about and pulling together as a team. And um, you need that, especially in, a, in the nonprofit world and um, any, any, you know, any workplace. But um, I'm just really, uh, again, just really, you know, just another, another proof, of, another example of what uh, what great staff we have. And so... Um, I am uh, say thank you to all of them uh, for for doing all that they have done and uh, will continue to do for our organization. Madam Chair, yes, this is Michael Garrett, and <clears throat> I, I want to echo Dan's comments and and his, uh, all of our staff. I think put their their heads together and. And their hands and hearts together and worked hard. I know the the, the and your staff, but I but I want to sort of highlight the uh, the Minnesota staff because those are the folks that I work closely with. Just to think about uh, the many hats that Nancy Becker puts on and wears, and every time I talk to her, she's still bubbly and cheery, cheerful, and and I appreciate that. And 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 of course Lane and 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 Yuli, uh, Sayuri, uh, Nake, but 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 the 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 part of our organization that is near and dear to my heart, of course, is, are the stores. And 
I just believe that Chris has done a marvelous job in changing the culture of our stores and and heard me for a long time talk about the staff, how important our thrift store staff is. And he, Chris has helped change the culture, got the, uh, the, the managers working well, and, uh, you know, we, we have really benefited. He has benefited from performance of our stores, and we're still looking for bigger and better things. Kudos to the whole staff, but, but Minnesota, guys, you rock. Madam President? Jeff? Yeah, I, uh, and you're entirely correct, uh, uh, Michael, but kudos to the whole staff. I want to highlight as the advocacy steering committee chair, I want to highlight all the uh, tr additional work that Swatha uh, had to do and accomplish very, very well during the period between Clark and Claire's arrival. She really stepped up. Um, was, did you know? She led our, our committee. Uh, efforts to take care of a lot of matters, especially in light of the leadership conference coming up. And I just want to uh, express my compliments to uh, the work that she performed. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Madam President, this is Chris Bell. Chris. Um, uh, of course, I join in whatever everybody else has said. Um, and you know, change is stressful. And when you have a smaller staff, change is particularly hard because, you know, if you had 100 people in an office and one person left, that's 1%. But if you got, you know, 15 people and two or three people leave, that's a huge, that's a huge percentage. And to, you know, come into the office and the person you used to see there is no longer there. And then later there's, there's some new person that's, that's hard. And that takes um, effort to, to rise above that. And, and I appreciate that. And I think the kudos that people are giving to the staff is exactly right because it's not just the missing people that have to be, um, uh, uh, you know, covered for, but it's it's the the change and the stress. So you know, hats off to everybody for pulling together and doing a great job. All right, thank you very much. Excellent. Yes. Okay. Well, let's go forward. And speaking of new staff to come and sit in seats, uh, our next agenda item is the update on the executive director uh, search process. And we are on schedule for that, uh, which means that we will be conducting interviews this very week. Again, to remind you, the search committee is m myself, Kim, uh, Charlson, um, Jeff Tom, Michael Garrett, uh, Dan Spoon, and, um, and Nancy Becker. And uh, we will be uh, um, interviewing two candidates this week. And um, these are the two that 
um, emerged from from our search. And uh, so we will be interviewing them. The board will have an opportunity, and here comes your assignment, so it's a good time to uh, sharpen up those pens. Uh, the board will have an opportunity to uh, kind of interview or interact with um, our candidates on uh, February 8th. That will be an executive session meeting with the board. And for the board members, and I will follow this up in writing, but I'm asking that you, uh, should you desire, and I'm sure you will, uh, to uh, create a question that you would like to ask each of the candidates. We'll have one candidate, and then when that candidate is completed, we'll have the other candidate, and then we'll have some time for a discussion. So people have wondered how long the meetings will go. The meeting on the 8th will go approximately 2,467 days, and uh, the meeting on the 15th, uh, well, no, seriously, we, we do expect that the meeting on the 8th could, it will start at 7 Eastern. We are scheduling it till um, 11. I believe that it will not take that long, but because we need to fully uh, talk to the people and then have an opportunity to debrief, we, we don't want to cut, cut it off. So I think it won't be that late, but it could be. I'm glad I'm on the West Coast. Um, so um, uh, on the 15th, when we have our second meeting, that meeting will simply, well, not simply, but will be uh, when you will hear the recommendation uh, from the search committee and you will uh, vote to accept or not uh, the recommendation of the search committee. So that meeting may not be uh, as long. So uh, we'll, we'll see. But, but that would be my anticipation is that probably the meeting on the 8th is longer. So at, what we are going to ask you to do is to uh, create a question and send those to the board email list. Um, we don't want to have duplicated questions. So if somebody has already asked your favorite question, you can ask your second favorite question. Um, and uh, if you want to make a suggestion regarding someone's question that would make it uh, better respond to you and you propose that, we can, we can probably accommodate that. Uh, when the questions are all in, we will collect them all into one list of questions and distribute it that way so that you have it. Uh, so um, uh, because we uh, need these uh, in time to, to do that, I'm going to ask that you have your uh, questions provided by the end of business on Friday and uh, this week, and I will, that second, and I will follow up uh, with uh, an email uh, just describing and reminding you about that. But basically one question. You're going to each have um, five minutes to basically uh, ask, your, ask your question and get an answer from, from the candidate. And uh, so, that, uh, so if you have a follow-up question and you can fit it into that time, that's fine. Otherwise, uh, that's kind of uh, how we'll do it. That's how we can manage to get through with as many board members as we have. The search committee is not going to ask questions on the 8th, so uh, we're just going to observe, and so that will help uh, make more time for you. So um, I'm really looking forward to that. I've done this before with candidates, and it's very interesting to watch them interact with the different people and and uh, what what uh, rings their chimes and doesn't and rings your chimes and doesn't. 
And uh, so I think it's a, a really nice opportunity for you to give feedback to the search committee and for you also to be uh, weighing in um, when we actually make the final vote, you'll know who we're talking about. So I, I'm hoping that you'll like, I'm hoping you'll like that process. So once the, um, once the uh, 15th has come and, and the board has voted, uh, then the process of uh, that will again be an executive session. Uh, the, then uh, HR, which is uh, Sayuri and Nancy, will take care of uh, all of the logistics of uh, making an offer and the background checks and all the things that would happen. And if everything goes as we hope, uh, we will be able to introduce the uh, new executive director at the leadership conference. Um, they will undoubtedly not be working for us yet, uh, but but we'll be able to bring them to the conference and, and introduce them to to our members who are there. So uh, that is my that is my hope and plan, and we're actually still on schedule for it, so we might make it. Uh, are there any Are there any questions or comments? Will we, Deb, have an opportunity to um, uh, see the um, at least the resumes of the two? People we will that give will... you. Yes, we will give you. We will give you something before you uh, see them. Uh, well. We'll hold on that until after we've had the interviews just to make sure that we really oh, sure. are bringing them both forward, although I think right. we will be, um, mm -hmm. especially since there's not a lot of them. Uh, but we, so, but yes, we will certainly give you some, some background. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, yes. So that, and any additional questions? That's a good question, Ray. All right, I think everybody's good then on that. So let's move on to um, our executive director report. And Dan has a couple of pretty exciting things to share with us. There's a conference coming up and a new uh, hire that uh, is that not unfamiliar to us. So that sort of helps resolve that problem. I think it was Chris was concerned about with the unfamiliar people at the desks. Well, we didn't get that problem this time. So. <laughs> So thanks, Dan. Oh. oh, well, thank you, Deb. Uh, so I'll be brief because I know we have a lot of uh, topics to uh, uh, to cover this evening. Uh, first, just wanted to share with you, I, I mentioned it briefly in the mission moment, but again, I wanted to uh, thank uh, Sayuri, uh, Nick, and, uh, and Nancy and their work with others uh, support from the from the communications team uh, to pull together our 2022 annual report. So we were late with, uh, you know, Kelly leaving kind of getting through that. And with Sayuri started, she had some experience and skill in this area. And we leveraged that almost immediately and were able to get the annual report completed and it is now up and posted on our website for everybody to review so we're back in current with our annual reports uh, second uh, mentioned this as well uh, but the first week in january coming right out of new year's day uh, nancy flew down to the uh, uh, old town uh, alexandria office and we moved from the fifth floor to the sixth floor and we are now uh, I wouldn't say fully unpacked, but 95% unpacked and 
excess furniture was was uh, sold to uh, to make a make a little money and and fit into our our new space uh, and. From all I've heard, it's uh, it's really a, an excellent modern space that our our team is really enjoying. And for all of those of you that will be uh, in D.C. for the D.C. Leadership Conference on that Friday night, we will have a, a reception, an open reception for our members, board, everyone uh, to participate in and uh, see the new office and the new digs and where we'll be for the next uh, eight years. So. I really want to thank uh, the Alexandria office staff and, and Nancy for, for pulling together and not getting us just moved once, but moved twice. Uh, so thank you for that. The DC Leadership Conference, as Jeff uh, spoke about earlier, Swatha really played a huge role in working with the uh, Advocacy Steering Committee to work on our legislative seminar agenda, getting speaker invitations out, helping uh, finalize the imperatives and, and having good discussion on our panel participation and our breakout sessions. Cindy and Deb have been working on the president's agenda, and we are good to go for the DC Leadership Conference. Uh, we'll have a limited tour on Friday uh, early afternoon from 1 to 2.30 with the Bureau of Engraving and Printing. Uh, they're unfortunately, because they've got to take us around some, some different places, we're limited to 25 people for that. And then... Uh, Following that, on Friday uh, early early evening, we'll have a reception uh, at the uh, Alexandria office for everybody to see that. Then on Saturday, we will have our board meeting from 9 to 5, and then that will be followed by a welcome reception with hors d'oeuvres. Uh, and then on Sunday, we'll have our uh, president's meeting again from 9 to 5. We'll have uh plenary sessions uh, throughout the day, and we'll have two sets of breakout sessions, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. Those seem to be very, very well received at last year's DC Leadership Conference, so we wanted to kind of keep that format going again where people could could dialogue and, and be in a more intimate setting to ask questions and, and discuss topics. Uh, and then on Monday, we'll kind of follow a similar format where we will have, um, uh, you know, uh, preliminary sessions in the morning and morning and then afternoon breakout sessions, uh, as well as role play and all that related to our legislative seminar. We'll be discussing our four imperatives. I will say going back on Sunday night, we will have the dine around again in the Arlington uh, area. Uh, Caitlin and Claire and uh, support from some of our uh, our affiliates are kind of working to uh, put together a, a wonderful, hopefully, selection of uh, for, of dining restaurant options in the area. And then uh, after the legislative seminar on Monday, of course, on Tuesday, we'll have our trip to Capitol Hill uh, with an opportunity for us to walk in person and 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 visit our uh, congressional representatives. Uh, so uh, it's a pretty uh, exciting agenda. Um, I'll have uh, Claire will give us a, maybe a little bit of an introduction of who our um, uh, luncheon speaker will be on Monday. I'll say our luncheon speaker on Sunday 
will be Susan Ballery, who is a low vision professional that works for uh, Procter and Gamble, which has been kind of on the forefront uh, with doing uh, you know audio described commercials, but that's not her expertise. She has kind of re rebuilt herself a couple of times. She's originally from Scotland and has a great Scottish brogue, but uh, married a gentleman from France, relocated to Cincinnati, which is kind of uh, Procter & Gamble's headquarters uh, in the United States. And as she lost her vision, she left, uh, I believe, an, a, a field in IT and went back and took four years of education in perfumery and is now what you would officially call a nose. So she evaluates the 4,000 no, fragrances <laughs> that Procter & Gamble employs in their products. And not only that, she's also part of their accessibility team. She's a bioptic driver, and she's on the board of Cloverduck there in Cincinnati. So I think she'll be a very interesting guest for us. And she's even got some work that they're doing about tactile products and how you can identify things through their tactile markings that she's going to uh, share with us um, as part of uh, of Sunday. And then when I introduce the last uh, item on my agenda, which is Claire Stanley, uh, Claire uh, has, we, we were joking today, she's already been on board two weeks and a day, and she said it feels like it's been much, much longer than that, <laughs> but we welcome Claire back. Uh, we know Claire from her time being our ACB advocacy specialist. She really has hit the ground running. The wonderful thing, many, many wonderful things about Claire, but she's so invested and integrated into our policy work. When she was at NDRN, she was actually part of the team that was working on two of our four imperatives, both the um, you know, the durable medical equipment bill as well as the um you know, uh, website and software application accessibility act. So she's been very intimate with both of those pieces of legislation, very connected with the disability, uh, you know, cross disability network. She's currently, uh, the vice president of, uh, of CCD and is very involved in that work. And I will say Claire really never left ACB. She's always stayed involved. She's been part of our activities, our auctions, our rallies, and she's been the chair of our transportation committee. And so we really uh, welcome Claire back. And Claire, I know, I hope maybe you could say a few words and introduce our Monday uh, luncheon speaker and then uh, and any other highlights you have. And maybe the board might want to say something to you. So go ahead, Claire. Sure. Thanks, Dan. Um, and I smiled when you said that I never really left because when I left last time, Clark and Eric told me, well, you're leaving, but you're not really leaving because we're still going to hold you to do all kinds of things. So, um, <laughs> but I was happy to, and it's great to be back at ACB. But like you said, I never really left. Um, but yeah, it's great to be back in this new position, um, you know, working with Tony Stevens for several years and then Clark Rockfall. Um, you know, in this position, I learned so much from the both of them. And so it's great now to to be here on on in this position and being able to lead the advocacy work of ACB. 
Um, I learned so much in my previous position at the National Disability Rights Network as well. Um, and so hope to bring some of the the school the skills that I picked up there as well um, to help lead the advocacy. But I'm so excited to just jump in. I teased Dan. I felt like the first week he'd already scheduled countless meetings for for me. And I said, hold on, let me find the printer paper. Um, but it's been <laughs> wonderful. Um, and I'm already, you know, so, so happy to be back. And I'm really excited. Please, anybody out there in, in ACB world who's listening, if you guys have any questions or ideas or concerns, please reach out. Uh, and like Dan said, one of the first big things that I've been working on with Swatha now that I'm back is the leadership conference and the legislative seminar. I hope everybody's excited. We have some really great speakers from the federal government, from other nonprofits, our own members. So I think it'll be a fun mix. Um, and our keynote speaker on Monday at the legislative um, seminar is Carla Gilbride, um, actually a personal friend of mine. Um, but she is a blind woman herself. She's an attorney. And she was finally, finally approved by the Senate to work um, as general counsel for the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Um, and I say finally, because like so many things in Congress, it took more than a year for the Senate committee to push her th through the process to um, vote her in officially after her nomination. But we're really excited as a blind woman herself who's worked for many, many years in advocacy for all kinds of civil rights, but also including disability rights. I think she'll be a, a wonderful um, contribution to the EEOC and I think an ally that ACB will have in the work that we do um, as it pertains to employment. Um, so again, just so excited to be back. Please, everybody reach out. And for those of you who will be at the leadership conference in just over a month, I will be so excited to see you all in person. Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Claire. Any questions for Claire or comments? Hey, Claire, I, do, this is Chris I do. This is Terry. Go ahead. Uh, Chris, uh, you were first. You. Okay, so uh, Claire, I'm really looking forward to, to working with you. You know a lot of things that I would like to know. And, uh, you know, I just think it's great that you're back. And I'm really looking forward to uh, the advocacy work that uh, you're going to do and that I uh, can be have a little involvement in. So thanks so much for coming back. Of course. Thank you, Chris. Terry. Claire, welcome back. Um, and I think that's that's I am really impressed. First of all, I wasn't aware that that Carla had gotten finally gotten through the Senate uh, through the uh, affirmation confirmation and uh, I'm just going to say, knowing Claire and knowing Carla Gilbright, that's an incredible team right there. And I think Carla will do a fabulous job for us at EEOC. And probably almost as good a job as Claire will do in advocacy for ACB. And welcome <laughs> back, Claire. And maybe we'll catch up in Sue's backyard again sometime soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, President. Terry. We're practically neighbors. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Thank President, you. this is Kenneth. Kenneth. And then I'll go after Kenneth. And then and I'll Ray. go after that. <laughs> okay, let's let Kenneth. <laughs> don't make you remember too many. <laughs> yeah, Kenneth, go ahead. Welcome back, Claire. Uh, you've uh, done a great job in the past, and I know you're going to continue to do a great job. We already know you hit the ground running soon, soon as you uh, returned, and we are grateful to have you back and look forward to working with you. Thanks, Kenneth. 
You're welcome. All right. Ray, right. I think you were. Yes. Um, uh, Claire, welcome back. Um, as I told you before, I am over the top excited that you're back with us and everything. And, you know, you never really left, but now, now once again, you're getting paid for what you do. <laughs> so that's a, that's a real good thing. And we're all glad for that. Um, and um, I just wanted to say, to exemplify that Claire hit the ground running uh, within the first, just uh First week and a day she was back, she was on the Illinois uh, Voting Access Coalition meeting uh, last Tuesday. And, um, you know, so it was glad, great to have her there. And we hope that um, we can. NFB always has their people on. So we hope we can have somebody from ACB on each of those meetings as well. So, uh, but no, welcome back. And I'm looking forward to seeing you at the leadership conference. Thanks, Ray. All right, Rachel. Hey, Claire, welcome back. It's great to have you back Thank in this you. position. And uh, like everybody else, I don't feel like you left because we had a chance to spend a little time at convention and it just kind of felt like old home week. So um, <laughs> really looking forward to working with you. And I know ACB's advocacy efforts are going to continue to be in good hands with you. So it's great to have you back. Thanks, Rachel. All right. Right, uh, Madam President, that uh, concludes the executive director report. All right. Well, I think we're all really excited about the uh, leadership conference coming up and excited about all the other things that are happening. Uh, for the board members, I've, I've spoken with many of you about whether you will be attending the conference in person or not, and we do need to know right away if, if, um, if, if I have not spoken to you about that. Um, we need to know right away if you will be attending in person and if you are attending in person, if you will be uh, wanting to uh, go on the Friday tour, because as Dan indicated, it is a limited um, space tour. And so we want to make sure that we know it, uh, whom from our board is uh, attending. So um, um, if if you haven't let uh, me or Nancy or somebody know uh uh, please do so by the end of this week. And if you are like me and you have extenuating circumstances that mean you don't know yet, then you can share when you think you're going to make a decision so we can know because we do want to know about the person headcount. Yes? Question. Um, Dan, what time is is it, are you expecting that, that we'll be going, we'd be uh, having the reception at the office on Friday? Oh, boy, I'm trying to, we, we adjusted <laughs> We've that. done oh, this. I don't we, we, yeah. we adjusted that. Gosh, I don't have the document right in front of me. Maybe yeah. somebody can look it up real quick on the website. Wait, we were a little bit later. I think we moved it a little bit yes, earlier because the um the the Bureau of Engraving and Printing is one to two thirty. So I'm not sure if we made it it's four six. or is it still six? The last time I saw it on the website, it was uh, six. But okay, I we may six. not have changed the website because yeah, I think we, we were going to move it we up. Were talking about maybe making it five, <laughs> but but let us. We're just trying oh, to. Oh, I wish you'd keep it at my flight. It's in at four fifteen. Okay. I wish you'd we, keep we, it. At, we we can keep it at six. Oh, I was just trying to be yeah. respectful of people who wanted to go to dinner, but we can keep it at six because that's that's what's been well, up there. Ray is <laughs> buying, so I think we can all go to dinner after <laughs> okay. the. Okay. Wait, 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 I didn't approve that motion. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep it at six because people, you know, okay. staff are going to, I'm sure we're going to have folks like Caitlin mm -hmm. and Nancy, they're going to be helping, you know, volunteer 
volunteer guide people through the tour so we'll have to get all the way back and, okay. and get set up and, so so and let's make, just keep and, it and sick. let's make sure the elevator is in good shape so if karen comes that she won't have anything to worry about <laughs> Ooh, that, that, that elevator is a little uh now little really interesting yeah you you are well we'll have to, we have to have elevator lessons because it's one of those new touch screen accessible oh, that, elevators. No. It, yeah is it, is it accessible that's it, uh, it, it is if you've been trained okay <laughs> yes oh great so but we'll okay. we will plan uh thank you Ray. we'll we'll keep it at six because if people have already booked flights i don't want to <laughs> interfere with that so we'll we'll keep that at six okay we were just trying well, to be respectful yeah move the alexandria office tour to six Yes, it will yeah. be at six. Okay. Yeah. It was I moved it to five, so I'll put it back to six. Yeah. I, I think people yeah. saw the six and booked their six to seven thirty and booked their uh their air airline Flights tickets. So, so that, okay. that that makes sense. Okay. I'll change sure. it as we speak. Thank you. Okay, thank and you, Nancy. You, and if you are trying to come in time to have the tour, we're recommending what that you i mean you need to be at the tour you, you site need, by, you really need to be at the tour site by twelve thirty so people can get checked can in. Get in yeah right. so you probably you know and we're not sure if if you want to go to the you know the hotel first you may have to, depending on room availability may have to leave your bags you know with the with the bell desk but we right, would like would people be to be uh at the bureau of engraving and printing by twelve thirty, so we can kind of collect everybody and get them organized to get into the to the building yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. karen said she'll take the elevator alone if uh, just test it out no i'm kidding better be yeah yeah yes. karen's a friend of mine be nice yes. that's right that's right all right thank you for that so um okay so that covers all of that all right we're we're moving into the tougher part of our meeting and um, uh, basically, um, I would like to begin by describing how we're going to handle um, each of these sections because we're going to follow basically the same formula for each discussion. First, I want to thank the people who are uh, potentially uh, joining us as guests this evening. I, I think it's hard to to come and and sort of talk in this kind of environment where everybody just isn't kind of sitting around and and chit chatting or whatever and and I think it's it's um, just a very hard thing to sometimes feel uh, welcome and and wanted and all of that but um, I definitely uh, feel uh, very strongly that um, that it's important that they be here and so. Um, we will do that, and I know that everyone will be respectful, but I just just be aware that this has got to be hard. Uh, I don't want to speak for anyone, but it would be hard for me, so I, I just want to share that. So um, the other th the thing I'll say about organization just in general is that we, we are a passionate organization, and we do get ourselves into these places um, because of, of our passions and our commitments, and sometimes we have to work our way through them. So uh, that's what we're here to do kind of this evening. The first item on this discussion is... Um, uh, the the Kingsley Plantation tour, which is part of convention, um, I am not going to um, 
I am not going to go through any kind of he said, she said on this item. I uh, feel uh, very strongly that really what ultimately happened here was that we didn't have adequate communication uh, between all of the parties. So the convention committee, MCAC, Dan and myself, um, and, and I'm not sure anyone else. And, and this is in no way, uh, from m- my perspective, uh, this is not fault-finding on anyone. Um, it, it's just that we, needed, we did need a better process because there was a great deal of misunderstanding back and forth. Um, when this finally uh, got to me, um, uh, came, uh, I became really aware that, that we had these problems. Um, I felt that in the interest of the convention, uh, a decision uh, needed to be made. Um, the decision that I made, which was to move forward with the tour, was not meant in any way to to disrespect the feelings of of the MCAC committee or any of our African American friends and and members or any any other people. Um, it was for me um, uh, kind of a um, an executive level situation where um, I feel that uh, that. Ultimately, the convention committee has responsibility for um, selecting tours and does uh, get input uh, from from others in that process, and that we all need to, as I said, do a better job of communicating back and forth or a more organized job. But if I say better, it makes it sound like I think we didn't, but we, we, we could definitely have better communication. And so um, I decided that uh, because it is ultimately the convention committee's decision that I would uphold that decision and the tour would go forward. However, there's been uh, still a, a lot of concern about that. There are certainly people who say, yes, that's what you should do. Um, and there are people who feel that, no, that's really what you should not do. So really the board is the decision-making body of this organization. And the decisions that I make as your president or others make on behalf of the organization have to be made in the context of the board. And in, in the absence of a board meeting, uh, we make them. But um, if there's any question about that, really, then it it does need to come to the board. So um, as as painful as it is to have to bring it all up again, um, I'm basically going to ask the board tonight to to choose to to move either to accept um, the decision that I made regarding the tour and have it go forward or to uh, reverse the decision that I made and not have it go forward. And I can't think of any third option, but if you all have one and you make it, then I guess we will certainly hear it and see what we can do. Um, before we, before we, uh, how we will do all of this um, is that um, basically I will, uh, I will ask if there is a motion in a few minutes and, and then uh, if there is one, uh, well, there needs to be one because the board needs to act on this one way or the other. So when there is one, um, then how we will handle it is that we will first begin. I've invited Cheryl Cummings as the chair of the MCAC committee to 
to come and just talk to us about whatever she would like to to tell us. Um, and um, I've asked her to uh, do that, and then I would like to go around the board. Originally, I was going to just open it and let board members uh just go in any order, but I think it's better to call on the board. So we'll have Denise call on the board members. You can comment or you can uh, certainly, of course, pass on commenting. You don't have to comment. Um, And I'm going to ask that uh, Nancy time comments so that no one is going longer than five minutes, which is an awfully long time for a comment. But I appreciate that if you want to ask uh, questions of, of, of anyone or if you want to use your comment in different ways other than a comment that, that you might wish to. So um, we're going to handle it in that way. Um, what I will tell you um, in, in kind of my piece of this is that um, this uh, tour kind of comes to us from our relationship with the National Park Service. Um, the National Park Service has a grant with us uh, in the audio description program with the University of Hawaii and the parks and us. And, and, uh, and we've been uh, working collaboratively to audio describe uh, items in the parks, uh, so tours and other things. This particular tour is also one of the uh, audio described tours that we've offered in our virtual tour venue for the last um, couple of years in our in our convention. It has been downloaded um, as a podcast about 230 times, so it's had a pretty good listen. Um, I, I personally have um, heard, heard the tour, and I understand the concerns people have raised. I, this is a tour that has apparently had perhaps some revision from its original history, and I didn't read all that, but, um, but it, it definitely uh, portrays um, what is probably a more realistic experience of the, that experience um, for people. Uh, it certainly doesn't uh, glorify anyone who was uh, running, you know, who was who was part of that plantation, other than perhaps the slaves themselves, who who did so much for the wealth of others, basically. So um, the board, um, if the board believes it would be better to withdraw the tour, I have verified that there is no harm for ACB in doing so. Uh, we we have the ability to change our uh, contract with the bus company. We will probably not add another tour in its place at this stage, but I don't think that is a, a concern. So um, basically, um, I really have a commitment to do several things. One is to make sure that we have better, more clear communication so that uh, if a decision is made that any parties are not satisfied with, they will clearly understand how it got made and what it is. The thing I want least in the world is for everyone to stop talking. I don't want the convention committee to feel afraid to ask. I don't want MCAC or any other committee to feel afraid to answer. 
So I, I really want to uh, work to have better communication, and, and that's important. We also continue to work at diversifying our uh, committees, and one area where I think we could use diversification and, and um, some and, and will be needing to have new members because of, of the you know longevity of some of the service of some of our members is is in the convention committee area. So um, it, it's a, it, it, like all committees, is a candidate, but it is, I think, particularly a candidate. So I am committing to uh, trying to resolve that and, and uh, figure out what the best solution is uh, for someone to join that committee and to have meaningful work that the committee does. So uh, that's also a project that I am committed to. Um, that's all I want to say about it. I'd like to uh, turn the meeting over to... Uh, to Cheryl for her comments. And then when Cheryl completes her comments, um, I would like to start uh, through the uh, board board list to, uh, to get your comments. And then when we complete that, we will start through the board list again, and you'll vote. And if you need to make a brief comment at that point, you certainly can. But if you've covered it, you can just vote. And you can... Uh, you know, vote as we usually would. So Cheryl, thank you so much for coming and I'm going to turn it over to you for any comments you'd like to make. Well, thank you for um, inviting me. Can can you guys, can, can I be heard? Yes. You're yeah. good, you're good, you're yeah. good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so I suppose I want to talk to you, the board members from sort of two perspectives. One as a chair of a, a board committee and also from a personal perspective. And then the last thing I want to share with you is um, the uh, some words from a solidarity statement that um, you, the board, in conjunction with MCAC, um, put out in June of 2020. So uh, from or as a as a chair, I just want to say I was approached by Janet um about this tour. And I was asked, what did I think and should ACB do this? As a chair, I said basically I can't tell you because I've I have to go back to the committee and get their opinion. Um, I also reached out to people, um, other African-Americans who live in Florida to sort of get their input on um, ACB sponsoring a tour. So what the sort of the decision that came, we came up with is that the, I'd say the majority of the members on the Multicultural Affairs Committee said, no, we don't think ACB should sponsor a tour. At the same time, we did get feedback from African-Americans who said, a tour of a plantation is not a problem, that we can do that. Nonetheless, right, I'm the chair of the Multicultural Affairs Committee and representing the Multicultural Affairs Committee the response was, no, we don't think you should do this. And why did we not think ACB should do this? 
We didn't think ACB should do this because although, as you said, there are folks who thought it was okay, most people find touring uh, plantation problematic and harmful more so than educational. The other thing we thought as thinking about ACB as an institution and an, an, and an institution that has the solidarity statement, which I'll share with you if you don't remember that, uh, and an institution that has for many years been working to become more diverse and more inclusive, we thought uh, organizations sponsoring a tour of a plantation is problematic. It's just, it just raises too much controversy in that it was something that ACB could avoid by not doing it. So that's me talking to you as somebody who is a chair of a board committee. Now I'm going to talk to you from a personal perspective. I am, as you all know, uh, African-American woman. Um, so when asked this, my personal response was no, no, no. And why did I personally think that and feel that? Because even though I recognize its history, I'm, uh, I'm completely into history, love American history, um, actually have a degree, uh, one of my certificates from college is in, is in uh, African-American history. Um, and and I think that there's so much value in us understanding our past, but this is not something that I, that I think is that that should be done. And the reason I say that again is that I know, you know, just even thinking about it, it's like, ugh, you know, you're going to go at first, you have to sort of deal with this sort of presentation of American history where. Africans are slaves and you're uh, being you know, raped and beaten and all these types of things. Don't need to hear that. So personally, no. And then to, to then learn that, this is me speaking to you personally, that, the, that MCC had um, advised, you know, shared or provided the opinion to the tour committee in that the convention committee decided to move ahead and to offer the plantation tour. Personally, I felt a little betrayed by ACB. I felt a little let down by an organization that for the last many years that I've been part of it has told me that it is working towards towards becoming a better organization that is more inclusive of people with with diverse backgrounds and more inclusive inclusive of African Americans. So I personally feel that the organization is stepping backwards rather than moving forward. So switching hats as a member of, as a as a chair, I felt that well, I had to accept the opinion of the organization because we did what we were asked. We said no, and we sort of explained why we said no. And um, that that input was taken and then a decision was made to go another way. 
Um, so I suppose I just want to help you to understand. And I suppose I think there might be a third option, which is that ACV withdraws its sponsorship of the tour. But nonetheless, I mean, if there's still folks who are going to the convention who really want to go to the tour, that, um, you know, somebody steps forward from that group and sort of coordinates it, um, and the people use their own, you know, use other transportation to get to the tour, if, if that's what, what they want to do. So, I just I'm going to wrap up because I might be running out of time. I don't know where that is. Just by sharing some words that were in this um, solidarity statement that was signed, as I said, or loaded on our website on June 2020. And I apologize, I'm a slow, slow Braille reader. So um, be hopefully you'll be a little patient with me. But I'm not reading from the top, but I'm reading from a little bit into the statement it says. ACB was founded on the democratic principle that every individual deserves to have a voice. Taking our core values to heart, let us learn from those uh, from these challenging times so that we may become stronger as a nation. ACB's core values are, so here we go, integrity and honesty, that we may have justice for all, respect, that we may all be treated e equal collaboration, that we may work together wherever we may stand, flexibility, that we are well, that we are willing to change for the common good. And last but not least, initiative, that we not give up on on matters um, uh, that we not give up, no matter how difficult the obstacles ahead may be. So I want to say thank you for giving me a chance to talk about this. And I hope that you, the board, are courageous and that you're willing to take an action that supports the minority voice in the organization that supports the person that um, the people who are often overlooked and whose input is or is often heard but obviously not completely listened to um, so thank you so much and i do appreciate your attention Madam thank President, you so much cheryl yes chris this is chris bell i'd like to make a motion Okay. Uh, that ACB, but the board uh, vote to not participate as a sponsor of the tour of the Kingsley Plantation. 
Okay, Second. so we don't yeah. actually sponsor tours. So what I would like well, to offer a correction yeah, yeah, I was, for you, I was going to that, that you would way. hold on. Let Chris Chris's motion. So Chris would. I think the wording might be that we would withdraw the tour. Okay, that we withdraw the tour um, that currently is connected to our convention in Jackson. Yeah, the Kingsley Plantation tour withdrawn from the convention. Second, yeah. this Thank is Gabriel. And Gabriel is seconding, you're seconding that, is that correct? Correct, yes. Okay, got it. Thank you very much. Okay, so now the discussion will be the go around. So um, so uh, we will take it from, we will go through the officers, and then we will go through the board members in, in uh, alpha order. And I warn you, Denise, that on one of these, because we will have gone through them a lot of times on these, we might need to do some of the board on reverse alpha order, but let's, we'll do this one on alpha, alphabetical order. So go ahead, Denise, and call, call names, please. Deb, just so I'm clear, is it two minutes? Five. Five, Five minutes. Okay, thank you. David Trott. <clears throat> okay. I, I want to be uh, observant of the feelings of people. But I'm telling you, this is a dangerous road to go down. Uh, I will give you an example of somebody who didn't know Florida geography, for example. I got a call that said, please tell me you're not going to Disney. We don't like their stance on gay, uh, lesbian, and transgender rights. So bear in mind, as we try to do the right thing, that the right thing might not necessarily be the thing that meets your opinion. Uh, as was pointed out in this, this word sponsor has always bothered me because we don't sponsor tours. If we go down this road, it's going to be more and more difficult to get tours uh, because everybody has an opinion of everything. Uh, I really think that this is a bad motion First of all, I never like a negative motion. Uh, I think this is a bad motion. I think that it is a bad precedence for this board to set. Uh, we already have had uh, the places that we hold our convention uh, question this year. I think we're heading in the wrong direction, folks. I think we need to be clear, maybe a lot clearer, that we don't sponsor or push you toward any tour. This tour come up on a list of tours provided to the convention committee. It wasn't their idea. Uh, it's, it's certainly been around for a while. Nobody objected to it when it was on ACB radio, you know, when you had it as a choice of tours. Um, I certainly understand and sympathize with the feelings, but I think it's a personal decision that people ought to be able to make. And our goal as ACB should provide them with the broadest opportunities for entertainment and education that we can through our tours. And that's all I've got. Thank you, David. Ray Campbell. Thank you. <clears throat> um, this, is a, this is a tough one. Um, but I am, while I too, uh, sympathize with 
the concerns that have been expressed about this particular tour. I also think about the person or people. What about the person or people who want to go on this tour to gain a better understanding of the terrible vitriol things that happened that slaves lived through and want to get that education. This tour is run by the National Park Service. It's not some fly-by-night group. ACB has a long-standing relationship with the National Park Service. So I don't they wouldn't be offering this if it was this this tour it sounds to me like is designed to really shed light on as i said the terrible things that slaves lived through and i i think as david has said people can make a personal decision whether they want to take this tour or not i would be very supportive if some if some entity wants to do it to offer a community event where people could so to try to help make sure that people have the right context around this tour if they're going to take it and understand the kinds of things they're going to see i personally am not going to go on this tour because i don't need to see that I don't need to see the terrible things and the terrible situations that slaves or implements that 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 um, put them in the situations that they were in. I don't need to see that. Second of all, this board has never told the convention committee you can't offer this tour or that tour. So what if what happens in the future? If there's some tour that may be just a little bit controversial, is the convention committee going to have to come to the board and get approval? I don't want to go down that road. The setting up a convention, as I know from just doing it last year and chairing the host committee, is extremely hard work. The convention committee, as we all know, spends many days at the convention site looking at possible tour opportunities. And they do the best darn job they can at finding opportunities to suit a wide variety of tastes. While I support and unsympathize with the feelings that have been expressed, I can't in good conscience tell the convention committee what tours they can and cannot offer. Thank you. I'm next, and um, <clears throat> I, too, have real concerns about us getting into a habit of saying yay or nay on tours just because they might be somewhat controversial. That does not mean that I don't fully uh, supports, I don't know if supports the right word, the position of a lot of people who are going to be affected by this tour because of the lives that they've led or because of their history. I, I, I totally get that and I totally respect that.
but for us as a board to say, no, we we don't think this tour should take place because I guess my feeling is people can choose whether or not to go. If enough people don't sign up for the tour, they're not going to be able to hold it anyway. So, you know, and, and I'm sure the argument can be, well, but there's just a lot of people who are just not well enough educated. And that very well may be the case. But that's the case about all of our tours. And it's not been our position before that we totally educate everybody on whether we're being told the truth or not being told the truth or whether or not we're being given the facts uh, when we go on tours. I I really want to say to Cheryl, I am terribly sorry that that miscommunication happened, that you feel that your position as a committee was not respected when they came to you initially and then you felt like they just did what they wanted to anyway. That too is a bad precedence. And I certainly hope in the future that does not happen because that was not definitely not a way to handle it. But I would too have to say, I would not want to see us get into a position as a board where where we're saying yay or nay on tours that the convention committee, we trust them to fully and wholly uh you know, explore these tours before they set them up as tours for the convention. Michael Garrett. So I have sort of been, you know, turning one way and another on this uh, this whole this whole question. When it was brought to the committee uh, I think unanimously all of us all of us who were African Americans said, you know, it's really not something that we we would we would want to be a part of. It, personally, it's not something that I I'd want to go on. I've been to I've been to tours like that. I've read a lot in history, uh a lot of history. Uh, uh so I'm very familiar with that, and that was that was the voice unanimously of all of us who were African Americans on the committee, and it it, it just it just wasn't uh, something that that we wanted to support. But on the other hand, I think the thing that 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 uh, um, that sticks out also is the fact that there may be people who might find it educational who may not have really known or or read or or, or been to a, a a venue such as this uh, i think if people want to have the choice to go uh on on such a tour they should be able to but uh the, the 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 precedent that as has been mentioned the precedent of the board uh, taking a position you know is something that is that that uh, is I really don't want to see the board get involved in that in that type of thing either so quite a dilemma Chris Bell thank you. So I don't view this 
as a precedent, meaning that the board will involve itself in tour decisions henceforth. To me, this is about listening to our members who are African-American in the context of a desire to expand our membership in the context of a society that is quite honestly and unfortunately rife with white supremacy, white privilege, with harassment of people based on their gender and sex and uh, orientation and violence. And so when I, as a 72-year-old white person, a white male, uh, hear from our African-American members, not unanimously, but that they have strong feelings about our association with this tour, uh, I have to recognize that as uh, a white male who's enjoyed seven decades of privilege because I'm a white male, that I'm not going to be able to put myself in the shoes of somebody who's African-American. I can understand things intellectually. I can be empathetic, but I can't be in those shoes. And so I have to listen. And to me, listening means hearing with an open and non-rebutting mind. So uh, that doesn't mean I can't make a decision ultimately, but at least I need to listen and not judge initially. And unfortunately, what I saw in the emails frequently is something that I experienced often as a child, where my mother or father would say, well, you shouldn't feel that way, or you shouldn't think that way. Um, and to me, those are put downs. And they are ways that people will end up feeling not safe because you write something or you say something and somebody says, well, that's the wrong thing to feel or say, then you don't have open dialogue. So um, my feeling is that I understand the context of our country, I think, at least in my perspective. I don't think this is a, uh, we're going to have a, as lawyers call it, a parade of imaginary horribles of uh, looking at all the tours henceforth. And I think we need to honor um, the perceptions of our African-American members. Thank you. Donna Brown. Thank you. I'll be brief. Um, I, too, certainly um, sympathize with our African-American members and, and those who uh, have maybe connections or, or something with with uh, slavery or whatever. Uh, but I, I think um, as with any tour, people have the choice to go and or not to go and i just really kind of like ray said don't really want to get into the whole thing of the board saying yes this tour is good no this tour is no this tour yes or yes i feel like we have 
other work to do for the organization. Thank you. Gabriel Lopez Cafati. Thank you. Um, I am very emotional about this topic. However, I will address it from a very factual context. Um, so, um, understanding what everyone has been saying, or the majority has been saying about uh, the board not dictating what tours, um, I, I have to go with uh, a, a little bit of historical recollection. And when I first saw Carol's message on the MCAC list about this, I cringed. And uh, I said, I'm not going to be the first one. I wanted to staunchly oppose right then and there, but I said, I'm not going to be the first one to say anything, or I'm not going to be amongst the first ones to say something because I want to allow uh, African-American people who actually live this uh, and have lived this for centuries and still live it today to comment, to weigh in first, because I think it is a matter of respect and sensitivity. And uh, as I saw the comments coming in. I obviously commented with my opposition. And uh, from there, uh, when we received notice that um, ACB was still going forward with this tour, um, I went into investigating and uh, doing you know, a lot of research and reading. And uh, I'm a big believer in red flags. So from the moment, that you hear a statement that starts this topic may be sensitive and controversial uh that's a big red flag to me and uh when you have to justify and kind of almost apologize uh that we're doing this is because we know that uh while this is going to be probably an educational topic for many it's going to be an entertainment topic for others and to me, it is offensive, to say the least, to see the word plantation next to candy shop and winery. And um, to uh, go into the education portion, I went and read from top to bottom the entire website of this plantation. And uh, I was horrified by the word slavery only being mentioned a few times. And by the way in which uh, this gentleman was, is, is, is almost considered uh, almost a very, very benevolent man for having freed, quote unquote, his four concubines and having educated his biracial children. Moreover, I was horrified to see that one of the educational, quote unquote, offerings of this plantation is when children in elementary school go there, they are taught to build a um, slave cabin made out of Rice Krispie streets, and it is called Kingsley's Krispies Activity. And uh, if, if that is education, I'm sorry, I do not want to be part of that education because this is almost mocking the, the thousands of history, thousands of decades of history of blood, sacrifice, death, slavery of people who are our friends, our members, our brothers and sisters right here in this organization, in this board, in this, in, in, in our next doors, if we want to go outside of ACB. And on top of that, to me, the 
if someone wants to educate themselves, either they would have done it by now or they would do it by grabbing a book or watching a documentary. Um, not going to a National Park Service tour that um, has evidently been completely redacted and totally, totally uh, edited to not cause too many hard feelings on those who are not African, those of us who are not African Americans. Um, if you want to, you know, I, I, I noticed that many of you, my board fellow members have mentioned the word dangerous and uh, dangerous precedent. Uh, to me, if we, if one of the reasons why we, why we are engaging in this tour is because the National Park Service is a monetary contributor of ACB, that is a dangerous precedent. If you want a dangerous precedent, there you have it. If we're willing to sell our convictions and the support and sensitivity for our African-American brothers and sisters, and if we're willing to overlook the opinion and the decision of our subject matter expert, that is the Multicultural Affairs Committee, led by an amazing lady, who I am very, very proud and privileged to call my friend. Time. Cecily Nipper. Thank you. I too believe that it is not the board's purview to weigh in on committee decisions like tours. I would urge each of the members who are listening though to care for their own needs. And if you feel that this tour is not right for you, is not safe for you, by all means, do not go. And if you feel that you could get some good from it, then as members have expressed to me, you should have the free choice to go on the tour. So I would urge us not to get into this practice of dictating tours and vote for the free choice of our members to make their own decision. Thank you. Terry Pacheco. Thank you. I too, I, I have very mixed feelings about this, but I think that it's not a good precedent for us to do this. I think that, the, that there are so many potential pitfalls in uh, putting this and putting this on the uh, as a precedent for to determine whether or not we should hold a, any tour um, what if we were let's just say as an example um, what if we were in Colorado or someplace up in that area and wanted to do a tour of the intercontinental the the transcontinental railroad Transcontinental Railroad was actually built by Irish and Chinese because they didn't want to, because it was much too dangerous to use, to, to expend slaves. I'm not saying that that's a good or a bad thing. That's a terrible thing. It's a terrible attitude to have. Um, I think that we need to, you know, we're all into, many of us have, are historians or have been very involved in in American history. And the reality is that so much of what has made this country the success that it has been, has been 
in place things like the Industrial Revolution that took advantage of everybody under the sun, whether you were enslaved or starving to death. And it took a job because you just had absolutely no other way of getting food. And that's what we did with the with the with the Chinese, um, as I say, the Chinese and the Irish, but especially with the Chinese, as far as um, blowing up you know, the rocks and all of that in order to build that the transcontinental railroad. So should we never have a a tour that involves the railroad? I don't think so. Um, I think we need to we need to let people have their choice. We need to we need to respect our committees. We need to respect our members, but I think we need to respect all of our members. We need to allow our membership to respect itself and to respect one another. And I don't think that doing something like this encourages respect for one another. Rachel Schroeder. Yeah, this is difficult. I've been thinking about this uh, quite a bit today and I just want to say I appreciate your well thought out comments, Daryl, and and you know the um, conversations I've had with a few people. Um, I know that it's a difficult position to be in, and although I can't say that um, I've been in your position, I I can't fully understand, but I certainly do respect where you're coming from and appreciate. Um, the position that you're in. Um, part of me wants to say, let's not do this. Surely, strictly for the fact of of that it's causing so much controversy. So, you know, I, I see that side of it. And I really, you know, partly would say, okay, well, maybe we need to cancel that. But on the other side, and if I look at the bigger picture, um, I kind of feel like, I don't want to go down that road of of having the board have to, um, you know, say yay or nay on a tour. Um, I I like the idea um, that Deb said that you know we do need to learn from this. Um, we do need to maybe look at what happened with this situation and and figure out better ways that we can communicate so that something like this does not present itself again. You know, we're human beings. We make mistakes. And, and you know, the best we can do is learn from them and be respectful of those that that it may be difficult for. But I do feel like um, people need to have the option of choosing uh, if they want to do the tour. And like I believe Michael or someone else said, if people don't, sign up for it and don't want to do it, then that says a lot right there. Um, so thank you again, Cheryl and everyone else who has commented to me with your concerns. I appreciate it. And and I do want to move forward and keep that kind of thing in mind and keep all of our members in mind as we make our decisions. Anna Simeon. Yes. Um, I am always leaning toward having adults to choose what they want to do. This situation here, I'm going back and forth because uh, I I felt, okay, maybe I'll vote in favor of this and because people do have an option to choose not to go. I do believe, after I've heard some of, some of 
from some of our members. One thing about this particular tour and a lot that's going on, one person stated that, yeah, it's a tour and they somebody may be going there for education, but is it true education? There's so much, the person stated that there was so much, there's so much misinformation being presented in different ways uh, to, to make things more entertaining at times. So we don't really know what, whether people will go there and learn true history or something, somebody, uh, one person's uh, views of how things might have been when they had no experience in that area. Um, so uh, one thing I do like what Deb said earlier that she's thinking about looking at our committees becoming more diverse. I do believe if our committees were diverse and especially our conference convention planning committee, maybe there would not be a need to present any ideas to the board because a member, somebody from uh, various groups could be there to, to share difference in opinions. A number of times people are on certain committees, you, you be, you're in unity, and sometimes you just go along whatever the chair says uh, on some committees. So um, right now, I, I do, ultimately, adults will be able to make their own choice. Um, they will, regardless of how we vote, they will they will be able to make their own choice. If they really want to go, they will do just like I thought of and Cheryl brought up as well. If if the ACB didn't hold such a tour, uh, people, if they really want to go, they can get together in a group and do it. So um, I, as, as much as I wanted, uh, sometimes you, you feel, you're made to feel like you're wrong if you don't see it the way somebody else sees it. So um, every once in a while, you just have to take a stand and just go for what you truly feel. And so I, I won't be in favor of ACB holding this tour. And I don't believe that we will be setting a precedence if we vote in this way, because there will be no other situation that will be so devastating to somebody's life that, I mean, you, people know years of history. Well, African-Americans have been mistreated. It's happening today as we breathe now. Uh, it's and it's it's being promoted more and more. People are just unhappy in so many ways. They're just doing whatever they can to make themselves feel better. And at at that in that in that same vein, they are harming uh people anyway. Even though they say I care about you, I really hear what you're saying. Do we really hear? Really, that's what we need to ask ourselves. But um, I'm so glad members have an option to choose but also board members have an option when they choose to vote. Thank you. Arnie Sims. Thank you, Denise. Um, thank you, Deb. I, I won't take long. I, I don't have much more to say compared to, you know, um, I think the officers, um, some of the board members have said, said it well. Um, I, I respect the convention committee and, you know, they make some hard choices. You know, they are given tours to look at um, and they go and they educate themselves and they take people with them and they bring back ideas. So, uh, you know, the communication, I think, is the big thing. Um, and, you know, I, I understand both sides, but our members, and I've heard from a lot of members, we need to let our members decide what they want to do. Um, if they want to attend it or if they don't want to attend it, but it should not be the board's position to do that. And I just, I want to thank everyone who takes the time to do um, the planning of tours is so important and such a hard work that um, 
it's a convention and it's and we have tours and we have other we try to make it for everyone's purpose um there's so many different options so you know look at the tours and you know i when i look at them i look at them if it's going to be an interest to me and um I don't always, you know, like some of them. I don't, you know, but it's my choice and it could be your choice. So just just think about what you want to do and how you want to be um, because we respect each other um, and we do have the core values and they um, are expected to, you know, we have a mission. So let's just think about our mission and why we are here. So that's all I have. Thank you. Jeff, Tom. Yes, thank you. <clears throat> I want to say three things, and the first two will be quick. Um, number one, I associate myself with the views expressed by Chris and Kenneth. Number two, I don't think any of us who are going to vote in favor of this motion uh, at all feel disrespect for the convention committee. I know I don't. They're doing a hard job. This is a very complex situation that we're dealing with, everybody uh, agrees with that. And, and this should not be meant to uh, take the position that, that you know, the convention committee is somehow derelict in its duty and, and doing anything wrong. My final comment is a little longer and it's not about the Kingsley Plantation. It's about what our organization may or may not become. We, well, before that, our country is changing. Despite all the polarization that's going on in this country in a lot of ways, our country is changing. Our demographics are changing. Um, just to give you a couple of examples, um, Arab Americans are one of the largest, uh, grow, fastest growing groups in this country. That wasn't true 50 years ago. Um, people who are Latinx are going to be the plurality population in a number of states in this country um, in the very near future. Um, we are mixed race individuals are the fastest growing group, I believe, in this country. We are changing. So the fact that, and I've heard this so often, the fact that we are a quote blindness organization and must focus on blindness doesn't quite mean the same thing as it did when we were established, when probably 98% were white men and women. And, it, and it's going to be less so, hopefully, 50 years from now, because our country is. Diversity, equity, and inclusion, to which we've made a commitment, is very difficult. It is difficult because of decisions like this one. But we're going to have to either decide to embrace change and make hard decisions like this, or we may end up losing the lar a large segments of our country in terms of the their willingness to become part of our organization over time. These decisions aren't easy. There are arguments on both sides. But I think it is time that we face the fact that we can't do business and we've committed to not doing business in the ways we've done it before 
and making this decision will show our population of African Americans and people in other minority groups that were truly serious. And that's why I urge you, fellow board members, to vote yes. All right. Thank you very much. Um, um, there, um, this is Penny. Can I speak to? Oh, yes, you can. You don't have a vote, but you absolutely may speak. Thank you. I do not have a vote. Uh, I wanted to thank Cheryl for your statement. You are very courageous and very articulate. And I urge this board to vote in favor of the motion. I believe that ACB is a wonderful organization because we do have a commitment to diversity and to justice for all and to inclusion. And I think that commitment should override all of the other considerations. And I also want to thank Jeff for pointing out that if you vote in favor of this motion, you're not saying anything negative about members of the convention committee because we all know them and we all love them and they wouldn't do anything to hurt anybody. So um, if you didn't read Regina Brink's letter, I hope that you, you will. And uh, I uh, urge you to vote in favor of the motion. Thank you, Deb. Thanks, Penny. Um, I only want to clear up one fact that I've heard in the entire discussion here that just to clarify, we do not receive money from the National Park Service. We participate with them in a project, but uh, we don't get money from the Park Service. So I'm sorry, Deb, since that. that was me, can I just quote what you said? a moment ago earlier or i don't know if it was your dad and you clearly said we receive a grant from the national we, park service no, and we, we can receive, go back to the recording thank you we receive a grant from google that actually the grant goes to the university of hawaii and dan correct me if i'm incorrect but i believe i'm right that 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 the grant is actually to the university of hawaii and um and we receive a small sub-grant, a, a contract from that grant to provide some support for the descriptions of the parks. But we yeah, do not that receive is, any That is correct. That, that was yeah, clearly correct. Okay. So I, that is correct. I, I, can, I, I, provide, right. provide, I can provide some clarification because the answer yes. is uh, pretty much everybody's right, but here. So, which is kind of unique in our current situation. But, <laughs> Whoa, but, but so... The first, the the Google grant uh, that is done with the National Park Service and with the University of Hawaii, it's it's not has nothing to do. Shouldn't say National Park Service participates in the yeah. Uni Description project, but they don't receive funds, nor do they give us funds related to the uh, the Google grant. That that money comes in. Uh, we receive a third of it for administering the. Uh, the project and providing people that participate in the Unity uh, Description Project for evaluating the results, for attending field studies, and two-thirds of it goes to the University of Hawaii. So that grant does not – there's no uh, compensation from the National Park Service. We did, in 2021, receive a grant from the Midwest Parks to support um, – those projects in, you know, you may remember when we were in Omaha, we toured the Lewis and Clark Visitor Center. They helped us with the pedestrian bridge walk. 
uh, and we worked with them to do some uh, work uh, uh, with employment and, and outreach. And so, and they also, um, part of that money went to fund the Descriptathon 9, where the Midwest Parks participated. So, we did receive uh, $25,000 in a grant one time for that na- from from the Midwest National Parks, which is not tied to this particular national park, but just to clarify that we have in 2021 <laughs> received a grant, but mm-hmm. that's but yeah. not directly tied to this plantation and not tied to the unit. I know, I know. Thank directly. you all for clarifying, but yeah. I just want to say, mm-hmm. and I won't take more than 30 seconds mm-hmm. to say then, uh, you know, and uh, when Deb was introducing the topic of the Kingsley Plantation, uh, uh, she mentioned something to the effect of uh, there being part of the National Park Service. And mm-hmm. I quote, she also said, um, when it stated one of the reasons why we should trust them is because uh, she said, and we have a relationship, we even receive yes. a grant. So if that's the way you stated it, Deb, then I will wholeheartedly agree that yes, we do need to work on more clear communication channels. Thank you. We can move forward. That's all I have to say. Great. Thanks. All right. So um, we are going to proceed to the vote. I'm going to ask the vote. And I and somebody was concerned about a negative motion. I think it's a positive motion. The motion is that uh, ACB will withdraw um, its uh, tour um, and and not have the tour uh, as part of the convention, the Kingsley Plantation Tour. That is the motion on the floor. And um, we will go ahead and call the roll for the vote. Um, if you have a, a comment you feel you need to make, you can uh, do so. Um, please keep it short. Otherwise, please vote. Thank you. David. With mixed emotions, I still had to vote no. Uh. Ray. I've heard from our African-American members and what they have to say. I'm voting yes. I'm voting no. Michael. Yes. Chris. Yes, and I wanted to say um, nothing is a precedent unless we make it a precedent. So just because we take this vote today doesn't mean that we've fallen down a slippery slope. Um, and it doesn't mean that we are trying to keep people from going on the tour that can go individually. So that's all I'd say. Donna. No. Gabriel. Yes. Cecily. No. Terry. Out of respect to all of our membership, I wish to to abstain. Uh, Rachel. 
with very mixed feelings, I'm going to vote yes in the hopes that we don't find ourselves in this situation again and that we can learn from this. Kenneth. <clears throat> Kenneth. Yes. I'm sorry, what did you say? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Connie. No. Jeff. Yes. All right. Uh, what is the total? And Kim has just joined the meeting. Oh, I Kim. just didn't know if you all heard that. I know. I, I, I don't have any sounds. So. Does, yeah, I heard it. It feels like, holy cow, if I was her, I don't know if I... Well, anyway, I'm not... I'm, I'm yeah, still shutting up right now. Bye. If Kim would like to vote, Kim, I realize you're late, but it's not a new topic. So um, it's up to you, Kim. The motion on the floor is yes. to not uh, hold the tour as part yes. of the ACB convention a, to see a yes a Thank yes you, vote Chris. would cancel so I, I landed right in the middle of the vote you did yes. right yeah. at the end okay <laughs> so so this is a, this is the telling moment because I have not been influenced by any of the discussion <laughs> right I do right. I, I am going to cast a vote and yes I vote that we do not do the tour so that's a yes vote Okay, thank you. I wasn't sure how the motion. Yeah, yeah, no, so. that's fine. That's why I said <laughs> that. That's why thank I said you. That. Right, that's a yes vote. <laughs> yeah. So the okay. no's were five, six, seven, eight. Uh, eight yeses and one abstain. Okay, so the motion passes. Yes. Thank you, everyone. All right. Uh, moving on. Um, it doesn't get any easier. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, all right, just a moment. I need to switch over here. Okay. So the next thing that we want to do is kind of a, or that I would like for us to do is kind of a two-parter. I want to start, um, uh, with, uh, addressing Gabriel's concern about the expectations document that was sent out to the board. Um, uh, Madam and President. Yes, sir. It's, I, I really, really apologize, but yeah. would not would, would it be okay if we took a five minute break before it we be. went on to the next topic? Because yeah, yeah, we've been at this a long Love time that. without a break. <laughs> All right, so I want to kind of start um, a little bit with the with the with the the, the background piece that uh, relates to uh, Gabriel's question about the document that was included in the board packet. So the document that was included in the board packet is the um, affiliate expectations document that was negotiated between ACB and its affiliates. It's been revised a couple of times over the years. It's a few years old now. It's ready for revision. There were no revisions in the middle of the night by a secret group of people or a not secret group. No, no group has revised it. This, this document has existed in, uh, in the board uh, documentation and uh, should, should be available to all affiliates. One of the things that um, we need to make sure is that we um, update training 
um, on on the document, and um, of course, if it does need any revision, that it that it get it, and that there be a group assigned to to do that, and that that work would would be shared and approved by the board. We wouldn't make that change without such a thing happening. So, the reason yeah, that I just your point of order. So it is yes, right now board policy. Yes. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I understood that. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. So um, basically, um, basically, the only reason I shared it was not not because I wanted to go through it or use it for any anything tonight. In other words, I I don't I'm not uh, suggesting that we pull it out and go through it and this this or that or whatever. My point really is that this whole discussion of how how ACB and its affiliates work together and exist together and all of that is a longstanding discussion which the board has somewhat grappled with before and and may need to do so again. So this is really a legitimate document in its current form. It is not new, it's very dusty. So um, that that is where that comes from and was only included uh, informationally because I want to reference it and you'd know what it is and where it comes from. Madam President? Yes. Uh, this is Kenneth. I just want to make it known that that very document has been in our Dropbox folder since I became a board member in 2021, and uh, it's still there. Yeah, it, it's been there long before that. Um, yeah. It's it's always been available uh, to us. Where where I think where I think we have to do some work is to make sure because it's was it has been in the past circulated to affiliates, but we should have a more formal uh, new orientation for presidents and probably a periodic uh, reorientation for presidents in the organization of, of all affiliates to make sure that everyone is current with, with these kinds of things. So um, if there's anything that's remiss in all of it, it's that, it's not whether the document was, was lately created. The other thing about it, though, as I said, the only reason that I brought it here or put it on the table for you was that actually quite a number of people, uh, not just people on the board, reminded me that it it exists and it's a valid um, resource and and that we could start from that place. But I really don't want to spend a lot of time on it tonight, except that it's got historical value and it is the current document of it of that nature all right so um so when we had the uh meeting in august to to talk about um whether to uh honor our contract and have our next convention in jacksonville um uh, the board voted unanimously to do this and um bpi uh, announced through gabriel that um, that they would hold um, a rally in Jacksonville, and the, and that um, was it was not a concern, and still is not a concern, or shouldn't be of ACB, because of the uh, fact that ACB's affiliates are uh, independent entities with their own um, statuses and their own mission, and. Um, uh, Etc. So, so that was not a concern for ACB at all um, until ACB. Some of ACB's committees, two of ACB's committees, uh, the MCAC and ACB Women, 
um, determined that they would like to uh, be represented as ACB committees in the event. And so um, um, this became um, of concern to me in terms of the person who appoints the committees for the organization um, and who is uh, basically accountable to the board for overseeing the existence and the work of the committees. Um, And I decided that the board um, needed to weigh in on the discussion of, of some pieces of this up to and including a discussion of ACB's involvement in this particular rally event, but any other similar event as well. So um, basically, um, uh, I th- the, the primary issue um, is, is what is on mission for ACB and what is appropriate to ACB. And uh, ACB's uh, stated mission in, in both the uh, Article 2 of the Constitution uh, purpose and in the Articles of Incorporation and, um, and in the mission statement of ACB in the About section of the website says that its mission um, basically is to increase the independence, security, uh, equality of opportunity, and quality of life for all blind and visually impaired people. So um, we have traditionally defined this as that, uh, that this means that ACB will engage in and take positions on things that um, are of direct impact uh, to uh, vision loss and that would uh, significantly impact blind people more or at, at the kind of top scale. That, In other words, uh, I, I don't mean to be flip with this, but, but blind people benefit from clean air, but so does everyone else. So that would probably not be one of our you know, one of our primary missions. But all of the things that we do in this organization, um, we have the audio description program, which, you know, does audio description, right? We have uh, ACB Media, which produces uh, programming by blind people, uh, primarily for blind people on hosts and hosts of topics. Uh, The community, which does similarly. Um, Our transportation committee is focused on blindness initiatives related to transportation, things that significantly impact all blind people. We have B in our name, so it's kind of where we are. There are very few people uh, who have, or organizations, that have blindness as their primary mission. There are a couple of big ones, ACB, NFB, BVA, I'm sure there's some others. But really, uh, it's a fairly small handful of people who focus on that. ACB is also really trying to um, increase its diversity and and do the right thing and bring people into our organization and, and be inclusive in every way that it can. And it was kind of mentioned earlier in our last discussion that that somehow that would require ACB to, to change its mission. And, um, and it might. That's, that's part of what the board will be over time, I think, weighing in on. But, but basically, um, uh, the way we have internally defined um, that 
at this time has been to say that that all people are welcome in this organization to do the work of this organization under the mission of this organization um, and that we will hold hands if you will um, because of that work so in areas where we might vehemently disagree politically religiously, socially, uh, some other way, uh, all the ways you, you could disagree, and this country is really able to figure those all out, um, that in all the ways you could, that the thing that holds us together across all those unique differences is, um, is blindness. And as we, as we add more to that uniqueness, uh, that that becomes more tense in its strand. So basically, though, the thing that brings us together is this, um, and uh, basically that is the the premise that we would have. And we have things like our prohibited conduct policy that tell us that we need to treat each other well, and and have respect differences of views, and we are frankly still working on that but but uh but that is essentially our goal and so our our mission is basically related to the blind um so um one of the things that um one would assume then maybe perhaps in this and that i would want to find out if the board um accepts is that um that acb um, can therefore only can only speak on topics or opinions um, that positions that reflect whatever is consistent with ACB's mission. That's common to most organizations. That whatever the mission of that organization is, that's what the members would speak to, and whatever is not central to that mission, the members would not speak to. So that applies to ACB's. Um, elected officials, which is us. It applies to the staff. It, it applies to our appointed committees, uh, to our individual members, and uh, all the way down the line that um, basically ACB's uh, positions, you can disagree with them, but you can't speak as ACB. So you can disagree all you want, but as an individual, but you can't you can't represent ACB in that because of the high level of risk with that. So um, we also know, though, that ACB is made up of its individual um, affiliates. We have the geographic affiliates. You know, those are pretty much states. And we have the special interest affiliates, which are a whole range of things. And those affiliates all have uh, of the commonality of blindness at, as part of their mission, and they agreed to hold hands, if you will, on that topic. But they also, um, presumably, especially in our special interest affiliates, have other missions, um, additional missions that that may rise to the level of being equal, um, you know, or perhaps superseding. I mean, that would not be for us to judge. So um, we have our affiliates. We embrace our affiliates. Uh, we have some members who do not, and they need to, they need to get with the program, frankly. But we, but as an organization, we, we uh, embrace the fact that we have our affiliates that, and that they have autonomy. 
So our, our affiliates are different from our committees based on what I just said. Our, our affiliates have autonomy. They, they, they can engage in whatever they believe is their mission, and, and they will have to defend it wherever they need to defend it. But it's not ACBs to, to question that. Um, our committees, on the other hand, are appointed to do the work of ACB, and that is their primary role. So what happens if a committee, um, or a member for that matter, uh, decides that they want to represent ACB in an event where ACB has not taken a position? Um, or I suppose in an event where ACB takes a negative position, but, but just, you know, in, a, in any kind of situation where ACB has not endorsing it or it's not closely related to uh, uh, ACB's history of mission and typical work. So there are a number of risks that, that an organization takes when people represent that organization without the organization's, um, you know, engagement in that. I mean, there, there are the risks that, that you could get into a situation where, where there is um, a, a partisan problem. Um, Dan and I last week met with a, a 501c3 attorney who we have a relationship with. She's not, um, she's not a regular attorney for us, but, but we do have a relationship with, uh, with her that that gave us an opportunity to to get a little pro bono time and we appreciated it very much and she talked about uh, and Dan will talk about this a little bit more when when he talks but um, but but she talked a lot about the fact that that ACB for example has no room to to move in in a situation where there could be anything that is construed as partisan um, and and that the lines for those things are are pretty tight, but there is zero tolerance uh, from from the IRS, for example, for that. And that's true for our, our affiliates as well. But ACB is fairly high profile because we have uh, legislative relationships. We have we do have funding relationships. No question about that. Um, we have. Um, relationships with uh, partners at at all levels, and so um, so we need to be sensitive to the positions that we take. That they do uh, stay on point for our mission. In other words, we we could fly against any of that if it's directly um, in contrast to our mission, and and the organization wants to do that and take that risk. But um, anything that is not central to the mission that isn't primarily affecting blind people um, might be pretty high risk for ACB. So she said that it wasn't that we could never uh, participate in, in these kinds of external events um, of any kind, but that it would take a great deal of work to do that um, um, because it requires a great deal to educate your members in terms of all the lines, um, develop you know what where your positions are have your staff engaged in vetting um, who's going to be uh, pr you know providing presentations who's going to be speaking who's going to be doing what and so it really becomes ultimately a matter of priority if you have limited resources um, where are you going to put your limited resources and everybody no matter who you are ultimately has limited resources 
usually in the end. So we do. And so, and so the question really is, do we have a situation where that is, is, um, is relevant? And so, um, you know, another area that she talked about, uh, you know, that you might do something in is, is if it's key to your relationships with the other partners in the, in the activity, um, so, for example, the all the external players who are coming. So, for example, if 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 one of our partners on a national level asks us to sign on to a letter or do something, if that letter does not in in, in any way uh, negate things for our members, um, we we could potentially support it, particularly in the disability arena, if if that partnership is going to yield. Uh, support back and that kind of thing. But that's also not much work um, as opposed to really uh, co-sponsoring, which which if our committees um, represent themselves as ACB in an event, it immediately makes ACB a co-sponsor because it's ACB. So our, our committees are no longer, uh, in that case, speaking as individuals. What I really want to stress is that for any event, whether it's offered by our affiliates or offered um, by some other entity, um, our members are always free to participate in them as, as, as individuals. And that this event that's under discussion uh, as part of our convention, as part of BPI's program of our convention, can be supported in the same way that we support any other event. So it, it can be on the program, and there are actually uh, some things that, that we could do if asked um, related to providing help. For example, we um, uh, RSVA uh, gets its, um, gets its um, uh, casino night, uh, uses, our, uh, uses our convention buses that we use for the tours and things, and merely pays for the exact time of that they use the bus that their affiliate is using it, but they don't have to go out and get a bus contract or the, get people to their event or whatever. And and I don't know if that's you know useful here, but it's the kind of thing that we would do for any other affiliate. So we would do it if asked for this. But as far as our members operating under the auspices of their committees, um, there is enough potential risk for ACB as an organization, both in terms of time, effort, and just straight up risk in terms of politics and um, relationships that, um, again, it's the board would need to weigh in on, on this situation. So um, what I, um, what I th- uh, think is the uh, simplest way to to do this because um, because I, I I think there are two motions that need to be made and so oh let me go back because there's another item related to uh, Gabriel's question that I that I need to answer and that is that he said that I said something about uh, drafting something or writing something about the expectations and so I was actually talking about the motion that I um, was hoping that if board members uh, thought that um, that there that it might be useful to have 
a document that doesn't call anyone to do anything but affirms our mission, affirms the status of our affiliates, and affirms that uh, uh, members and et, et cetera do not speak on behalf of the organization without the organization's, um, you know, um, it, you know, uh, basically adopting or ex- accepting something that um, that that might be useful as a reminder and might be the uh, initial piece in terms of going forward to provide training and help for our committees because I think we need to uh, create if this were to pass I think and even if it doesn't frankly but I think we need to create an infrastructure where our steering committees um, are uh, helping our committees to uh, review what they're considering to do and uh, figuring out how we can, if we can frame it in ways that works within the mission and if we cannot, what what the alternatives are and doing it before people are frustrated and long in committed. Um, I think that's been the the ability all along and I think many of our steering committees work that way but I don't think they quite all do so um, we need to sort of shore those things up so I really have a a proposal that the board would consider uh, kind of two elements one would be uh, a motion that I that needed to be crafted and I believe David and others have been working on on such a motion for you to consider and then the second one would be to determine what the position at ACB would take on this specific rally. And for that, um, we've invited, uh, again, people to come and talk to us. Um, and um, uh, that, um, but I would like them to be able to talk on this whole thing. So I, I think what we, uh, I'm just thinking out loud. So anyway, we've invited people to come and talk with us as, as we did with Cheryl. And this time we, uh, we have Cheryl again representing MCAC. We have uh, Lori Scharf uh, representing uh, ACB Women. And um, when I looked, Leah wasn't here yet, but I'm sure she is by now. Um, Leah Gardner to represent BPI. So I, I believe um, I heard her come in unless she went back out, but I did hear her come in. I am yeah. here. Okay. Yeah. yeah, thank you, you so did. much. Yeah, I, I'm not looking at the that screen now, so um, Deb and but Lin- the, we're all good. Deb, I'm yeah? sorry, Deb, this is Connie, and Linda's here also for the women. Oh, and Linda's here also. Okay, I, okay. So Linda and Lori will uh, represent women and um, ACB women, and Leah will represent BPI, and uh, Cheryl will represent MCAC, and, and, that, and that's how we'll have that conversation. So um, I... What would really make more sense to me is if we could have the discussion and then have the motions, but I suppose we can't do that for protocol. So um, I, I think that what we would have to do for protocol is to uh, entertain David's motion but, uh, and, determ- and have discussion on it, uh, on the fundamental piece of it, um, and then know that once that motion, whether whether that motion passes or not, this is the reason I wanted to separate it is so that the motions could work independently of each other, that whether the motion passes or not, and I, you know, that that 
the next motion would be related specifically to the rally, but that the discussion would have occurred. So you will talk really to the whole issue um, as we go through. And so the, 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 the thing that I'm going to suggest to the board that would be uh, most expeditious for ACB would be to, um, for the board to make a motion to take no position on the rally. And uh, the reason for that is that if obviously if you take a four position, uh, ACB's staff and, and resources are, are immediately committed to that um, in a big way, um, maybe more than BPI would want. And um, if you take a position in opposition, it still ends up committing us in some way because then we have to oppose it. And, and I don't think that anyone... I'm hoping no one wants to do that. So uh, the the motion I'm hoping that will come forward would be to the effect of taking no position, which just simply directs that that we can't have conversations with the press and we can't have conversations with any uh, dignitaries or any other people that um, that they may be able to get to come to the to the rally. So. Um, I think the first thing to do is to ask if there's a motion uh, related to this. Man first. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, the, yeah. What you're talking about doing, I think we, you'd want to do first. Uh Okay, this, this is a fairly lengthy motion, and I read slow, but it's essentially a motion of affirmation of our policies. It says, "I move that the board of directors of the American Council of the Blind affirm." that ACB's sole mission and purpose continues to be to increase the independence, security, equality of opportunity, and quality of life for all blind and visually impaired people. ACB's policy on prohibitive conduct provides the expectation that we will respect individuals' differences and views as we join together to advocate for the common goals of opportunities for blind and low vision people. The the board further affirms that ACB's elected officers, staff, appointing committees, and individual members are prohibited from taking a position on behalf of the organization unless ACB has taken such a position through its board of directors and vote of the membership or vote of the membership. The board initially affirms that ACB includes both geographic and special interest affiliates who are independent entities with individual pursuits, missions, I'm sorry, purposes. Thank you, Denise. I forgot I'd send it to you. I sent it to Denise so she could correct anything we wanted to correct in it. Purposes and missions, while they are advocates advocating for equity of people who are blind and low vision, of our affiliates have additional concerns that also shape their mission, philosophy, philosophical positions decision-making, and activities, anyone may align themselves with these activities 
as individuals, not representing the American Council of the Blind. I second the motion. All right. So the motion is made and seconded. Um, Point of order, could I, I want to hear a sentence read again, if I could. Uh-huh. Oh, is that, okay. is that permissible? I know. I'm yes, sorry, it sure David. is. Uh-huh. Yeah. I can help you, David, if you need me to. Okay. <laughs> Good. It's Better the sentence. It, the sentence, I, maybe the third sentence. I mean, it's a sentence about respecting everybody's views. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I need to hear what it says exactly. <laughs> members are taking a position on him. I'm looking. Whoops. I think it's the sentence that talks about the prohibited yeah, conduct. I think it's it's ACB's policy on prohibited conduct. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think that's it. Uh, okay, I found it. Yeah, now sharing the beginning with those who... Uh, okay, well, hold on. I lost my place. Go ahead. If you found it, Dave. <laughs> I had it, and then I lost it. <laughs> I haven't. Okay. Okay, if you've got it, you go. So it's the so it's the 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 one with the the prohibited conduct. That's mm-hmm. the sentence. Yeah. Okay. AC, ACB's ACB's policy on prohibited conduct provides the expectation that we will respect individual differences and views as we join together to advocate for the common ground of opportunities for blind and low vision people. <laughs> That's that sentence. Do you want me to keep going, Jeff? Uh, can you read the next one just to make sure that it? I, I yep. think that's it. But the board, the board further affirms that ACB's elected. Of- oh no, that's okay. No, I'm have- I'm done. That's all I need to hear. Thank yeah. you, Connie. Yeah. That was it. Yep. All right. All right. Okay. So how we're going to uh, proceed um, again with this is that. Um, so keeping in mind that we're talking about th- this whole piece, so we're talking about the relationship of the mission. Uh, you're talking about, um, there, it's the kind of the th- components that I talked about. So it's the autonomy of our affiliates, ACB's mission, and what, what, we, can, what we are doing with that. Then the second piece of that is specific then to to the event so and it's uh, to any event I mean this is the event in question but it it relate it could relate to other things Um, it also does relate to occasional other activities that uh, committees use usually letter writing or something where somebody pops off and writes a letter and 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 says they're representing ACB so we we do have other situations Mm -hmm. where uh, where that where this comes up and applies, but this is a little more public uh, version of it. So that's a lot more public. So that's why we need to kind of look at it here. So this, the, yes. I don't want to interrupt you. You want to finish and then I have a question. Go uh, go ahead with your question. Okay. My question is, since I missed some, I don't know if this was discussed, but Mm -hmm. um, this motion to me sounds like it's directed primarily at affiliates as opposed to ACB committees. Is well, it has the whole it I believe it has a whole section in it about about the fact of committees. It's not a committee. I mean it's it's about it's about the different relationships, I think is what I 
re- is what I had sort of encouraged mm-hmm. board members to look at. Yeah, and, and I looked at it just strictly, Kim, as an affirmation of what we're already doing. Uh, nothing was added that wasn't in what we currently do. Uh, it was just putting it together in a concise kind of manner where mm-hmm. people yeah. would know our position. Yeah, and I think okay. what we're talking about in the bottom line, if and if, if y'all want to write your motion differently or whatever, but I think the way, what we're talking about is that the affiliate autonomy versus that committees don't have that autonomy unless we change it. Right. Thank you for the clarification. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. And Deb, yeah. I, I'm thinking this Dan. is Dan. I, I'm thinking it, it may be, I don't want us to keep us here all night, but it just yes. feels like if we go ahead and right. have a quick discussion and a vote on this, then we can okay. get to that the Okay, that we rally. vote on this one and then yeah, we do and then the I other think it'll okay. be less confusing. Yeah. All right. All right. Then I am going to, I, where, where, why I was a little bit, why I was struggling was to not have our guests have to go through all this sort of twice. So, um uh but we can so um if that would be uh everyone's everyone's pleasure to just take this one straight up so um i will ask everyone to be sensitive about time i promised people that they would have 5 minutes i am going to uh ask invite our guests to go first um I'm, i think we need to start with leah that would make the most sense and then go to our uh, committee guests, chairs, guests. When the board goes through and talks about this piece of the issue, um, we'll, we'll deal with that. I would like Dan to come in at the end. We didn't have Dan comment on the other motion that we did earlier this evening because I didn't think staff needed to weigh in on that. But I think that uh, anything about... Uh, uh, changing our scope or mission or affirming it or whatevering that we're doing um, does bear some uh, uh, concern uh, and comment from staff. So, um, but I'm going to have Dan kind of do that um, at the end um, before we vote. So, and, and, th- uh, and this is if I just just make sure I'm clear because I'm not mm-hmm. voting, but I'm speaking right. on it. Is, is yes. this has this in and of itself is not a discussion at all about the rally. This not at is all. just just no. our kind of uh, understanding our current uh, this process is the discussion and of the yeah. three points that I made. So that okay. ACB's mission is is about blind people, all kinds of blind people in all kinds of settings, but about blind people as the focus of our work, the B. It is about the autonomy of our affiliates, which includes the notion that they could have additional missions, um, because they do and can. And then it's about the relationship of the organization to to its appointed committees, that the committees are not affiliates, um, although some of them have become affiliates, but they are not uh, affiliates. They are appointed specifically to do the, the work of ACB and do all have charters within ACB for what that work looks like. So that okay. we're looking for an affirmation that whether this is still true or we need to fix it in some way. Gotcha. I'd now, like to, yes. Quick question. Does everybody get five minutes? Anybody who's speaking or or are the first yes, 
so I, I, I believe for the committees, we're going to take five minutes for each of the committees. So that means that Linda and Lori would divide theirs ever how they would like to as their committee. And otherwise, I believe that people will get up to five minutes if they want to address this. Thank you. So, um, so because this does impact the committees and the affiliates, I'm, I'm actually going to definitely include our guests in this, which is kind of why I was trying to combine it all, but I see that doesn't work. So that means that we'll begin with um, Leah. Thank you, President Lewis, for the opportunity to speak. Um, I just do want to clarify because it was my sure. understanding that uh, I had twofold in terms of purposes to be here this evening. Mm-hmm. One was to talk about <clears throat> the mission of ACB and you know, how I think that shapes. Okay. And then later yeah. you would like me to talk about yeah. the rally. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and, and I think okay. that's how we got worked it. it out. Sorry got for it, any it, confusion. We're just got working it. through this together. Just, yeah. just wanted to, to make yes. sure we're, we're all on. Yes. Point. Thank you for that. So, mm-hmm. the, I, you know, I've had a lot of time to really think about the mission over the past couple of days and reflection. And, you know, I've been seeing this mission statement about independence, opportunity, equity for uh, about 35 years now. A lot of people don't know this, but um, I've been receiving the Braille form since I was 13. And that was 1989. And a lot of you, all of you here know what a pivotal time frame that was 1989 was when all the legislation was being tirelessly worked on um, to construct the ADA and I didn't understand a lot of what I was reading in the braille form at that at that point being that I was 13 and had a lot of other concerns um, but I read about Tony Coelho and how much work ACB was doing with this particular congressional representative. And all the well-written essays on how important the Americans with Disabilities Act was going to be for everybody with a disability. And of course, I thought, wow, you know, what is this going to mean to me as, as a blind person? And then I remember in July of 1990, I was listening to the radio one night and and this just landmark legislation was was passed and i thought oh my god this is this is this organization of amazingly eloquent thoughtful proactive uh people that are just so invested in disability rights and they care about me and this is a group of blind people that someday i really want to meet so if we cut forward you know 9 years from 1990 to 1999, you know, during that time, um, I went through a tremendous amount, um, grappled with the fact that I was a lesbian, came out about that, and I had my first opportunity to go to an ACB convention in 1999 in Los Angeles after reading about these conventions all these years. And I'm thinking, all right, this is a great group of folks who are, are just so... Uh, invested in progressing, you know, blindness and disability rights, and they formed coalitions with so many other people that had disabilities to to form the ADA. I am so excited about this. Okay, but how am I going to also 
deal with the intersectionality of being blind and a lesbian and let's add being a, a woman to it. You know, how, how do all those aspects tie in? And when I went to the convention in 1999, there was a little advertisement in the Braille form. And there was a gentleman named Rob Hill, who so many of you know, um, who was putting together a uh, small group to talk about GLBTQ issues at that convention. I just want to say we met in a basement in that hotel in Los Angeles. We were in a basement. It was, and it was great that we had the ability to gather. However, that was the year that a lot of people uh, decided that it was time to try to create an affiliate. So I, here I was 23 years old. One minute. <laughs> 23 years old in the middle of this amazing group of people. I just want to say that, as you know, what is BPI now gained their charter in 2000. And my point is that equity, <clears throat> inclusion, independence is for all blind people, all intersectionalities. And ACB needs to keep going that direction of equity. Disability rights is all intersections and all rights. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, Linda and Lori, how would you like to use your time? I don't care who goes first, Linda. Do you have a preference? Okay. Maybe I'll just go and then... Linda's muted. Okay. Um, so I don't have anything to add regarding uh, this particular section of the um, discussion. Um, so I um, will reserve my comments for later on. Okay, thank you. And Linda, did you have any comments? Okay, let's move on to Cheryl. Uh, did you have any comments about this piece, Cheryl? So I think oh, what I, I want... just got on, I just got unmuted. Oh, hold okay. on, then. sorry, think... sorry, Cheryl. Let's go sorry, ahead and take Linda. Cheryl. Go ahead, Linda. Um, okay, I think I had to say okay. This meeting is being recorded. I hadn't even noticed that. Yep. Thank you. Um, okay, here we go. Um, uh, I um, feel that I walked into a buzzsaw one night at the women's uh, committee meeting by casually suggesting that we might want to be involved with an activity that's under consideration. Um, and uh, have received some mixed reviews uh, from my committee and now um, feel also that um, I personally have a deeper understanding of the constraints that um, apply to committees in a way that they don't apply uh, to affiliates. And um, so it's been an educational experience for me 
and I suspect for some of our committee as well. But um, I want to um, express uh, that I feel very um, encouraged by the vote the board took earlier this evening regarding the tour. And I feel that that will, having that commitment to facing all of these issues that my friend Jeff so clearly articulated about the changing demographics and so forth in this country, um, I feel that that um, we will continue to deal with this and that there will be a place for our committees to be involved in, in a broader range of issues as we define them, even though we have to step back for the moment. That's it for now. Yeah, thank you so much. I, I was the one who was stuck muted. Uh, Cheryl, if you'd like to go. Yeah, so I think like Linda, I've gained a better understanding of of how um, ACB board and um, I suppose our elected president and uh, maybe the executive director wants the committees to operate. Um, you know, I was appointed to MCAC um, by Kim, um, and I've got to say. I don't ever recall there being any sort of requirement that what the committee did needed to sort of be um, overseen by uh, anyone to, to and, and that anyone really had uh, any input on sort of what the committee decided to do. I could be wrong because I was, you know, I was just a member. Um, I, you know, I completely understand, uh, I, I too ran a small nonprofit for many years and I understand, you know, this desire to make sure that, um, if a committee that is associated with the organization puts its name to something that we are not, uh, jeopardizing the nonprofit status of the organization, nor are we committing the organization to a position that it, it does not want to take. Um, so I, I appreciate that. Um, but I think this rally um, is something that the organization actually should do. Um, and based on my conversations previously, I think one of the things that I came to understand is that there was very sort of limited communication um, between the folks who were planning the rally and our current leadership. And I don't know if there was a full understanding of what is being considered. Um, so I know that's different than this, um, this, this, this possible vote. Um, but I just think you know, as Deb, as you've sort of said, they're connected. Um, and I just want the board to really consider what 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 taking this vote says. I, I disagree heartily with David that it's just a simple affirmation 
of the way things have been done. And I, I just, I mean, I'm not on the board, but I have, to, but I just want to suggest that maybe this is something that people might want to take a little more time to consider before agreeing that this is the way things should go. That's it. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. We will um, go down through the board and take comments from the board. Again, uh, uh, keep your comments as succinct as you can, uh, but I know that you all have comments you want to make. So Denise, would you go ahead please and call the roll? And you might be muted. Sorry, I was. <laughs> David Trot. Okay. Um, I, uh, Cheryl's my buddy and everything, but I've got to disagree with her. Th these policies have been in place for years. This is the way we've done it for years. Uh, it's, it's written somewhere. I don't know where. I know where the code of conduct is. These are all based on written policies. So, yes, it would be an affirmation. Now, if you don't agree with the policies, then the policies would have to be rewritten. But just this is kind of a guidance um, thing to let people know the policies and procedures of ACB. For example, if you look at the part that talks about committees and, and memberships, I meant members, they're, they're individually done. Committees are appointed and they're a very small group. If they went out speaking on behalf or was considered to speak on behalf of the organization, it could land us in some trouble uh, with contracts. Uh, we've had people come in and try to set up convention stuff without going through. These contracts are specific and they're very, very costly. So you, you have to look at all this stuff and then you have to look at protecting your 501c3. These are our positions as we are now. You know, if we want to change our mission statement, that would be a membership thing. Uh, I, I really don't think the board would even have the authority to change the membership uh, statement because I think I'm not positive, but I believe it's part of our Constitution. Uh, I know our Constitution is designed on what our members are and what they will be. And that, again, is blind. So if you want that change, that's got to be a constitutional change. And the board definitely can't do that. Um, I urge you so, for the sake of moving forward because it won't it won't affect the next um, motion that should come up except for the fact that it would state that whatever the board decided to do would be what the committees and the members would have to do. They would have to go as individuals. That's the that's the only effect that would have and that would be dependent solely on the second motion so truly this is just a motion of affirmation oh i'm sorry i'm through i have no comments additional comments um michael what about me oh you're right. <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry because you don't either right you don't either right i know people have been trying to shut me up for years but uh, <laughs> uh okay um no, um, I am going to vote to reaffirm our policies, but I do have a few things that I need to say, and I'm going to cover both subjects in my comments here. And one, um, 
I'm going to vote for this, but I'm really troubled that this discussion and the feeling that we had a need to do this came up when one particular affiliate decided they were going to hold a rally and one particular or a couple of particular committees decided that they wanted to get on board with that. Um, so it, it just feels a little bit, um, you know, why now, I guess is, uh, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm thinking. Um, and, but I do understand the, whole issue of nonprofits and needing to be careful. Um, although I sure don't understand it as much as I probably should. And that brings me to one of my, my, my second point, And that is, I think this would be an area that we should definitely look to get some board training. Um, the next, maybe the next fall board meeting, we could look to do that because I believe it is true that nonprofits are being more carefully scrutinized for the work that they're doing. And um, I think that we all, as elected officials, need to understand how that uh, impacts ACB and and that. Um, and thirdly, um, I, while I personally uh, support the efforts that are being undertaken, uh, you know, with the VPI and, 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 you know, other individuals that may choose to participate and, you know, deplore what's happening. I, 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 while we are all blind, we are all other, other things as well. We're, some of us are women, some of us are African-American, some of us are, uh, uh, members of the LGBTQ plus community and so on. So those things, and I think some of my friends, my some of my colleagues, I think could probably attest to this, that sometimes adverse things that happen to people in some of these other communities impact blind people just as much, if not even worse. So um, I think I still feel generally speaking, that we are focused on blind and visually impaired people. And I guess finally uh, would say that, um, uh, again, as much as I support the uh, issues being, you know, they're part of the rally and, you know, the supporting the city of Jacksonville for the bold steps that they have taken, um, I am going to support us taking no position uh, just because of what taking a position, especially a position of support, would look like, um, as we have discussed. So those are my comments. Thank you very much. Sorry, Ray. Michael. Ladies and gentlemen of, of the board, <clears throat> I'm going to take a corporate position elected member of the board as an officer. We have to take a corporate position. In the life of any organization, there are changes, adaptations, life happens. As I pointed out in the message I put on the list, 
any organization, any successful organization, has a mission that it has to stand by. In order for it to continue to be successful, in order for it to flourish and grow, there has to be a standard, there has to be a structure, there has to be policies, and the organization, if it's going to maintain its position, it has to adhere to those standards, so, those so policies. Can I start now? Okay. So. Huh? Yeah, you can go ahead. Jeff, you need to mute. Oh, I'm sorry. Apologies. Apologies. Sorry. Jeff threw me off a little bit. <laughs> but simply, simply to say that as board members, you have to be careful about how, you know, if you're waffling on, on uh, and, and misunderstanding the mission and the goals and the standards that we have to set, you, as a board member, could bear responsibility if we, as a board, do not adhere to the standards and the policies that have been placed before us. But we have to affirm our policies and stand for our focus. Our, focus. Our, our main focus is the fact that we are all blind. That's the common theme that, that binds us together. I'll stop there. Kim. Thank you. Um, I'll be brief. I just um, I want to concur with what Mike Michael said about affirming our current policy. I we as a board have a fiduciary responsibility to make sure we protect ACB and what ACB stands for as a board. And having said that, you know, we might like to, and I might suggest that we consider modernizing our mission in the future, but that isn't something that we can do tonight or next month or, you know, it, it requires the membership engagement. But I think that we need to focus on our policies now, what we as an organization need to do. And I think for where our mission statement is and who ACB is right now, we need to affirm the motion on the table but I would put out the idea and the thought, and I'm not sure how we do this, but I think that our mission needs to become a 21st century mission for our organization. It carried us for the last 60 plus years, and it's you know fundamentally a sound mission, but it doesn't hurt for us to take a look at it with the 21st century lens that in the future can make it possible for us to be a more diverse, inclusive organization. And I hope that we can figure out a pathway to make that possible in the future. But for this evening, I think reaffirming our mission is what we need to do as a board. Chris. Chris, are you muted? He's muted right now. And I might, I, I, I think I might have muted Chris. Oh, then was... you might have to give him the unmute signal again if you do. Okay, did. here. Sometimes people can't unmute themselves when you do that. 
Okay. And if he doesn't respond pretty quickly, we'll go on. Okay. Let's go to Donna, and then we can come back. Yeah, let's go to Donna. We can come back. <clears throat> if and I will say, if if Chris is having sometimes what can can solve it, you guys are more techie than me, but what my non-techie way is a lot of times I just log off and log back on and it clears it. Is that? Yeah. 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 Okay. Donna? Yes. Uh, I don't think I really have anything else to add other than I, I kind of agree with Kim that perhaps it is time to revisit our, our mission. And then I also do think we really need to do a Maybe, I don't know that better job. I'm not sure what the right word is, but really um, <clears throat> think seriously of how we can better educate our committees and committee chairs and committee members and, and that kind of thing as, as to their role in ACB. And that's really all I have to say. Thank you. Okay, do we have Chris yet? <clears throat> okay, Gabe, we'll go to Gabe. Okay, thank you. So I uh, guess I'll use my time to cover a little bit of everything. Uh, it'd be nonprofit, legal, corporate, uh, but most importantly, human. So um, from a nonprofit perspective, um, I do know that we are structured as a membership-driven organization. We have affiliates, and we also have committees. Uh, in terms of the committee structure, uh, obviously, committees are created to tackle a specific subject within the blindness. Obviously, it is a given. We are all united by blindness and visual impairment. However, if we have a multicultural affairs committee, we know that multicultural affairs committee is not going to be talking about um, street pedestrian uh, accessibility or um, the concerns of people with diabetes. So obviously if we have committees, it's because we know that within the blind and visual impairment world, we will have a multicultural affairs committee which will deal with the specific issues facing people who are from a different culture that uh, is the original one that separated us from the NFB in 1961, which is white blind people. So if we have women, committee, uh, ACB women, it's because we're going to have a committee that's going to deal specifically with the challenges facing what it is to be a blind or visually impaired woman. So um, in the same vein, if we have special interest affiliates, whether it be teachers, government employees, whether it be veterans, LGBTQ+, um, etc., we know that these affiliates are also going to be dealing with an intersectionality. So it would, it shouldn't come as a surprise that sometimes because we're all human, sometimes the work that an affiliate does will intersect with the work that a committee is doing. So I'm going to quote most of you who said a moment ago that you didn't want to set a precedent where the board dictates what a committee needs to do. And I'm also going to quote our president, Deb, when she said a moment ago or at the beginning of this meeting that um, we didn't want to undermine the decision of a committee. So if a committee that we have created as a membership-driven organization like the Multicultural Affairs Committee or ACB Women 
feel that their specific intersectionality is in alignment with the effort being done by another, whether it be committee or affiliate, and they feel the need that they need to partner, uh, I think if there is another dangerous precedent, if we tell them, no, we created you for this purpose and we're using you because you give a lot of diversity to our uh, grant-seeking initiatives. However, we do not really are interested in what you have to say or what you have to do. Then we're uh, stepping on dangerous grounds. Um, I'm also want to address the, the legal aspect of it. I have also consulted not one, not two, three uh, disability, uh, nonprofit, and um, uh, tax lawyers. And the only place at, in which we're at risk as a nonprofit is if we speak on behalf of or against a candidate that is up for election. If we stand for human rights, which affect everyone in our community, because we're not only just blind people, we're blind African-Americans, we're blind Hispanics, we're blind women, we're blind LGBTQ+, etc. Uh, we are not taking a political position. Uh, lobbying is one of the things that we do in pro and advocating for our, our community. And if we tell an African-American person who, who is a part of our, our ACB family that we are not going to care for the discrimination that they suffered because they were African-American and blind, then I think we really, really need to revisit our mission and vision and revisit our commitments as an organization and how much we really, really understand diversity, equity, inclusion, and access. Thank you. Cecily. <clears throat> I don't have much to say on this except that I support this affirmation of our mission to elevate the quality of life for blind people. I recognize the dangers and the wisdom and some of the advice that we've been given by those who have looked into this a lot more. And I am interested in learning more about nonprofit law where all of this is concerned. But for this particular case, it's not even an issue for me of the rally. It is an issue for me of the fact that as a committee, these are representative of ACB and must not take positions that ACB has not taken in the name of ACB. Thank you. Terry. I um, also do believe that we need to reaffirm what we have. We should not be changing this. And my reason for it is, I guess I've been around ACB too long or a long time. One of the major issues that I see with this is that our affiliates are elected members, our affiliate leadership are elected members of that affil particular affiliate. I've seen where our elected leadership in the past has gone against our uh, recommendations. You know, the, the, the original, the 19, 
99 or 2000, for instance. Um, I think it was right around 2000. The, uh, this whole thing was updated. And then the next president that came in, I was working in the office at the time. He called me and said, bury it. I don't like it. I don't want anybody to see this, to see this document again. Um, there's too, too much politics that can take place within committees because the leadership of the organization is appointing every member of those committees. And if we didn't have it set up that way, then we wouldn't, if we set it, if we changed it now, we would not have a set of checks and balances that I think is very, very important to this organization. Rachel. Yeah, um, I also affirm our mission. I think it's really important that we try to stay focused. Um, you know, of course, things do change. And, you know, if we do need to look at that at some point, then then we do. But I think for right now, we have uh, affirmation affirmation statement of our mission. Um, and we we do need to stay focused on what that mission is. Um, and I I agree with what Cecily said. She said it much more eloquently than I could, but um, I go along with what she said. Kenneth. 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 Kenneth is muted right now. <laughs> okay, I was muted. Sorry, just talking the way over here. Okay. Yeah, well, I was saying, I, I too, uh, I'm glad that we are taking the time to reaffirm. It's sad that it came up uh, for such a time as this, but I believe it's because of what could happen if something didn't occur. Uh, ACB was put in a position to have to make a decision about where do we go from here? Uh, how would it be taken by our affiliate if we say, no, we're not going to participate or whatever? So affirming what you already have in place is a good thing. I do also believe that there's always room for change uh, in our future, but we have to be very careful at, at the, with, that the change would be most effective and uh, move us in a positive way and also try our best to, as we make changes, uh, to do it incrementally and uh, not... Uh, allow it to lead us into chaos uh, because there's so only so much our staff can do when it comes to the work. Our committees can only, they're volunteers, they can only do so much. We have to think about all the issues that could, could arise if we said, okay, it's just, we, we're gonna, it's not just about blindness, it's about anything you want to bring up. Uh, and we could have rallies going on every year about some issue because when you look at human rights, there are unending challenges we're facing. So can ACB really handle all of that? Uh, somebody made a recommendation on our email list one time about the BNACB, uh, and it was thought-provoking uh, because they also stated about the other organizations that are outside of our organization that anybody can join uh, with or become a member of that focuses on those special issues that they may feel important for them to focus on if this organization doesn't do that. But it is uh, a good thing that we're doing with what we're doing now, having this discussion, and and I do hope that somehow we can move forward in a positive way uh, after, even following this day. Connie. I, too, don't have much to say. Um, I do have to agree with David. I'm actually looking. Um, 
it it does state in our constitution um the purpose more than just the mission statement but article two of the constitution so it would have to be changed by the the membership but we don't need to change it i mean if you look through the constitution and the bylaws and our mission statement and our philosophy statement and our core values we cover all of the diversity equity and inclusion and we are getting better i think every year um to make sure that everyone is included and as Cecily said, um, you know, committees are under ACB. So you can go out as a member and support any type of human rights or anything, but committees need to follow what is under ACB's leadership. Affiliates is a little bit different. And I agree with um, the 501c3 working in um, the IRS and working with um other organizations, 501, you have to be careful. And if you start missing with the mission statement and our philosophies, then it could get really messy. And I think with all of our affiliates, what we stand for, I think, is a good place where we're at. So that's, I agree that we need to affirm our mission. Thank you. I see that Chris is unmuted now. Chris, would you like to speak? Yes, thank you. Um, so if I understand what's been said, our mission includes pursuing the equal opportunity for people who are blind. And I think that includes intersectionality. In other words, I don't necessarily think that my experience as a blind white male is always going to be exactly the same as the experience of a blind African-American female because of intersectionality. And I think it's wrong for this organization to ignore those differences as they impact blind people because there's such an overlap between blindness and our other uh, status in this society that is, you know, race and sex, et cetera, that I don't think, I don't think we have to change our mission, but I think if we, I think the articulation of our mission as well, we're just about blind people, you know, blind, blind, blind is not, it's not the same for everybody because of intersectionality. So I don't, I think we could uh, be involved in, in rallies and whatnot that are supportive of blind people who are also LGBTQ or blind people who are African-American. I think that's completely consistent with our mission. And uh, to, to the extent that people seem to think that is, we can't talk about those other things, I think you're just ignoring reality. But uh, so I'm going to vote against this. Um, and, uh, you know, so I'll be alone. That's okay. Thanks. Jeff. <clears throat> so... I am going to slightly diverge from Chris's view. I'll vote for it, although I'd kind of rather abstain because I think it's ill-timed, as I think uh, Ray said. But that doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to vote the same way on the next motion because I agree with everything Chris said. Who is that? Uh, yeah. uh, uh. 
I I do think that we could um, probably another word in that way. Yeah, yeah. Terry, Terry, mute, please. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I did it too. See, so you know, um, I I do think that we would not have a legal impediment to um, participating in this human rights rally. Now, I might be convinced when I hear the remainder of the discussion that it would be better for us not to take the risk. I do hear what Deb is saying, and, and this is a discussion which needs to happen. But I also agree it's a board decision finally to make it, even though we certainly need to listen to our committee uh, that has the expertise. So I'm going to withhold judgment. I'll vote for this motion, but I'm going to withhold judgment on the uh, remainder of the other motion to come. Penny, did you have anything you wanted to add? I do. Thank you. Um, again, I'm going to urge this committee to vote against this motion. Um, I believe that what unites us as blind people is our humanity. Um, and I don't think there's anything about the statement of our mission and our articles of incorporation that um, denies that or makes it impossible for us to talk about other aspects of who we are in addition to blindness. And I would just like to say that this reminds me of what happened maybe 20 years ago when an affiliate, namely GDUI, um, was faced with a situation where a guide dog user was denied training because she wanted to attend that training with her dog. And members of the state affiliate where that person lived uh, did not agree and um, were very nasty. And I will tell you that the only reason GDUI stayed in ACB at that time and the the talk was really serious about leaving. The only reason we stayed was because of all the support we got from many, many members and committee members and other affiliates in ACB. It's important to care about one another's human rights. And I hope that you will vote against this motion. Thank you. All right. Thank you very Deb, much. Deb, Deb, this is Terry. Could I just add something very quickly? In the statement that I made, um, I certainly did not mean to imply that any of our current leadership is in any kind of a situation like that. I just am saying that I think we need to guard sure. our organization. I understand. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. So um, because um, although this is ultimately, of course, like all decisions, a, a member decision, it, it has a large impact on on the corporate part of our organization and our staff. And I would like to call on Dan to provide um, some perspective from the staff side. Sure. Um, uh, thank you, Deb. And um, uh, first, I want to say, I, I don't think for this particular, I'll speak to, to this motion and there'll be time to talk about the, the pros and cons and conversation around the rally in the next conversation. That's the way I understand the proceeding to move forward. Um, so related to this particular motion, I, um, I, I, this is as your executive director, I think 
you know, we, we are a blind and low vision organization. That's what we're, what we're made up of. Uh, that is the, um, as, as I say to people, when, uh, when someone, and we get hundreds, hundred calls a week on average, or a little bit more, uh, in our ACB offices. And when people call ACB, uh, assuming it's not a wrong number, <laughs> uh, they, in, in the vast majority of cases, well, well over 90% of the cases, they're calling ACB because they're either blind or low vision themselves, or they have a family member or a friend. They're calling ACB because they have an issue around blindness. And I completely agree with Chris. It may be that they're blind and they're having a problem uh, with their school system and getting their IEP filled out. It could be that they're low vision and they're trying to navigate um, accessible housing. It could be that they're blind and low vision and they're wondering about where is there, it's a new family member who's been diagnosed and where can we get rehabilitative services? But they're calling us the vast, vast of the majority of the time because they're blind or low vision. If they just are a, if they, not just, <laughs> I shouldn't say just, if they are a sighted person and are not connected with the blind person and they're having a problem with housing, most likely they're going to call someone like the Urban League or someone of that nature. So we are we are kind of directed and our focus is tied to blindness and low vision. I, I also will support Chris and then I think our mission as it is written right now does give us the flexibility for a quality of opportunity and quality of life for all blind and uh, visually impaired people. And I think that does give us the nuance and the ability, if this port so desires, to advocate on issues that are not always 100% tied to blindness, but affect our population. So um, I think that's, uh, you know, I think our our mission statement is fairly, you know, it's, it's, it's well-crafted, I believe. Um, what I want to give a, a little more, so I, I think our mission statement is is good. So, you know, I don't get a vote, but I, I like our mission statement. And I agree with Kim, it could always be updated and modernized to the 21st century. But it's it's held us in good stead for 63 years. Um, the second thing I would say, because I think this is really important, is the role of committees and special interest affiliates. And our constitution, I think, was really clear on this, of what a committee is and what a special interest or, or state geographic affiliate is. And I think, uh, as Terry said, I think that's really also held us in good stead. Uh, I'll give you multiple examples of this, and I'll try not to, you know, in any way throw anybody under the bus, but here just two or three years ago, um, I believe it was in 2020. Uh, in 2019, uh, we formed the Next Generation Committee. And at that point in time, ACB had the ability to provide 
resources for the committee. We were able to apply for grants for the committee. We were even successful in J.P. Morgan Chase offering, I believe it was 12 scholarships for next generation individuals to come and be part of our D.C. Leadership Conference. After a year and a half of being a committee, those involved in Next Generation asked, could they, you know, they wanted to consider being an affiliate. And Kim and I, we walked them through, you know, a lots of what were, and Eric, what were the pros and cons of moving from a committee relationship to a special interest affiliate? You will lose financial support. You will... Um, you know, you'll not be eligible, you know, to, to apply for grants under ACB, you know, kind of, uh, you'll, you know, you'll have to now go the path of a special interest affiliate, which means you're creating your own 501c3, um, you know, your EIN number with, uh, you know, with, with IRS, you you are truly setting yourself up as a separate legal entity with your own constitution, bylaws, mission statement, members, you're a dues-paying member of the organization. That's that's what you're taking on. You have to do your own fundraising. You have to do your own governance. But you also get that autonomy that you can have an opinion that's different than ACBs. And as Penny pointed out, and others, there's been multiple times in our history where our special interest affiliates have taken a different advocacy position from ACB. Doesn't make it right or wrong, but what we've always been able to do is say it is our affiliates' right to have a different position than ACB, and it's ACB's right to have a different position than an affiliate. And a lot of times they're nuanced, and most of the time we are we're in we're in agreement. So I I do think reaffirming reaffirming uh, both our mission statement and the difference between committees and special interest affiliates is is really important. I will give you examples of this that have happened in the last year or two that I know some of you all are aware of, but we. Um, you know, and this can happen with staff members too. We have to educate staff all the time. But we had a, a person involved in the audio description project that wanted to actually wrote to a disability group and took a position saying AC, ACB would support getting involved in a lawsuit on a particular item without ever running it by. Um, you know, ACB leadership or our advocacy services committee, our advocacy steering committee. So what did we do? We immediately told that person to cease that that was not within their purview to do to do to take that action. We referred it to the advocacy services committee and the advocacy steering committee. And at that point in time and the ADP steering committee and everybody came together and said, we don't want to take that position at this point in time. And so ACB made sure that that was withdrawn. And we currently still have not taken a position on that particular matter. Um, we have had, um, you know, uh, a committee that decided they didn't want staff and officer liaison support. They wanted to work uh, it, it for a period of time independently. And Deb and I had to have a conversation with their chair and said, 
that is not something that you can continue to do and be a committee in ACB. You you will get staff uh, staff liaison participation. You will get officer participation. This is the way our committees are formed. So this does happen. Um, David, I know you're very aware of a staff person that took a position uh, related to um, NIB and, and, and Ability One that we, you know, very quickly had to have a conversation about. And, and you know, I, I'll guarantee you as both the president and as your executive director, if ACB is taking a position that, is, that members of our organization are not comfortable with, I hear about it very quickly. So I think this is a good mission statement. I, I and I think we've we've tried to do a good job of really understanding the difference between committees and special interest affiliates. Um, and so, at least from my standpoint, I think this is reconfirming this is is a reasonable thing for us to do. And then um, talking about rallies and and the and and where we go with that, I, I'll hold those comments till our next round of discussions. Okay, Devin, thank you, Dan. Chris, I want to say one quick thing, and that word is sure. ableism. The discrimination, the racist stereotypes about African Americans, the sexist stereotypes about women, and the stereotypes about disabled people all surround ableism. It's it's all a, a, a related, and you can't fight, you know, disability discrimination and ignore the ableism that holds African Americans and women back, among other people. So sure. that's my statement. Okay, thank you, Chris. All right, we um, will go to a vote. I'm sorry it's getting so late, so you'll get to vote on whether we take another short break, but we will take a vote. I'm gonna ask you again to, if you can, just vote. Um, so the um, the motion is essentially to adopt um, this and, and uh, to adopt the uh, sort of three-pronged piece, which affirms the current mission, affirms the independent status of affiliates, and affirms that ACB, um, once it, if it does take a position that, um, that um, well, can, affirms that members, et cetera, including committees, can't take a position where ACB hasn't, hasn't spoken. So um, that is the motion on the floor. And, um, we can we can call the roll. David Trot. Yes. Marie Campbell. Yes. And I vote yes. Michael Garrett. Yes. Kim Charlson. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Chris Bell. No, and you can record it. All right. Donna Brown? Yes. Gabriel Lopez Cafati? No, record it as well, please. You? Uh, uh, Cecily? Yes. Terry Pacheco? Yes.
Rachel Schroeder. Yes. Kenneth Simeon. Yes. <coughs> Connie Sims. Yes. Jeff Tom. Yes. All right. So we have uh, two no. Am I correct? We have two no and the rest yes? Yes, correct. And we have no abstentions. Correct. All right. The motion carries, but I, I certainly, you know, know that we have additional work to do in, in this area as we have in many other areas. All right. Can we go, can we continue or do we need a, do we need to take five? Let's Hearing, move on. Yeah, I think let's try. Okay. So I have presented um, most of my uh, discussion and, and concern on behalf of the organization with respect to the rally itself. But uh, the first thing I think we would need, uh, well, let me just finish my piece on that and then we'll need a motion one, one way or the other. So um, the, the other thing that I guess I would say is um, that if we, uh, as, as has been said um, by me, in various settings, as we've talked about all this, um, I think that it's really about what ACB will specifically do, not what individuals will do, not what affiliates will do, and the level of risk to ACB. One of the risks that we didn't talk about is just simply that when we begin to do this, there is always another side. We, we try to... Uh, kind of work on the fact that for many of our blindness issues, we have agreement or somewhat close agreement or something around many of them. But I would, I would put to you that we wouldn't need to have a human rights rally of any kind if everybody agreed on what human rights was because it would, there would not be a problem anymore. It's kind of like world peace. Um, it, you know, we can have world peace as long as it's uh, my world peace or yours, and it, it's not. It, it we haven't come together as a culture. So, when we when we start changing these things over time, this isn't a reason to do or not to do this particular rally. But it is the fact that once we begin taking on other other initiatives that have political overtones, even if they're very carefully managed to not express them so as to keep the organizations involved a little safer, we still run that risk. We have, for every every issue that has been expressed here tonight, mm -hmm. we have members who feel differently, um, and, and many. So it's not just, it's not just about the people who have bad attitudes. Um, we certainly have a few of those. And um, we need to deal with that. But, but really, we also have members who have very strong differing opinions. That's part of our world today. It's broken apart. So um, we, we need to be um, very careful as we select which, which kinds of issues we, we embark on. And we need to be careful about that risk. That's all I'm going to say about it. Um, I guess the other thing is why it's coming up now is because our committees um, invested themselves in it and 
Um, otherwise, we have been taking a hands-off approach, which is consistent with what we would do with any affiliate. So um, that that's the way uh, ACB normally uh, deals with affiliate affiliate um, activity. But um, why it came up in front of us is because we have committees who are asking to do it. And again, um, that's not something that I should be determining single-handedly. That's something the board needs to weigh in on because that's what we're elected to do. Um, Madam President. Yes. Gabriel? Uh, Cecily? Cecily was first. Cecily, you were first? I move that ACB take no position on the BPI rally. All right. Actually, I, I was going to propose a different motion. Well, she was first, so we'll <laughs> vote this motion. Um, I second it. Connie seconds it. I second right. it as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So we have Cecily making the motion, Connie seconding it. Um, um, I, I can take an amendment if that's what you want to do, but we have a motion on the floor. Uh, well, I can propose a friendly amendment, and if I may make a quick background on my friendly amendment proposal, Cecily can uh, very well mm -hmm. accept or decline. Sure. Um, the the fact that we have committees is because they are subject no, matter experts. Come here. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, someone I'm needs sorry. to mute. Um, the fact that we have committees within ACB within the structure of ACB is because we have subject matter experts because we know as many of us have expressed that um, there are specific issues to blindness that are not just in general blindness that are uh, specific to an intersectionality. Um, so uh, many of you have expressed in those on this board that you didn't want to set a precedent in terms of Gabriel, please go the to the amendment. This is not debate. Um, this is the amendment. What is the amendment? Okay, um, I'm just uh, giving back. What is the amendment? The, the amendment. amendment. The amendment would be that uh, AC follows, or the or this board actually follows what the board has been um, thinking along all night, which is uh, we have committees for the purpose of them acting on subject matter expertise. So we as a board do not interfere with what ACB committees decide to get involved in or not. That, that's not going to be a friendly amendment because we just adopted a motion that says that the committees do not operate outside of ACB, and that's why we need to vote on the rally. So that would not be a friendly amendment. We're going to go ahead with the discussion. And um, so we'll begin. We'll do it the same as we did last time, which means that only we'll reverse our We'll reverse our committees this time. So we'll do. Uh, we'll invite Leah to share with us first, and then we will move to Cheryl, and then we will move to uh, Linda and um, Lori to divide their opportunity ever how they wish, and then we will move through the board, and um, we'll start now. Well, hello again, everybody. <laughs> this is part two. <laughs> uh, let me let me first clarify for everybody here the reasoning behind the rally and the purpose for the rally and why this is a human rights endeavor that's what's at the the core of it 
Um, you know, when it became uh, clear to uh, a BPI members that the um, ACB convention in 2024 was going to be in Jacksonville, that opened up a tremendous amount of um, upheaval, fear, worry, anxiety on, um, you know, our, our listservs and, and from our members. Um, you know, we had just come from convention. We had just had a, a pride connection on uh, a lot of states in this country that are rolling back human rights, GLBTQ plus rights being among them. We have members who um, were terrified to go to Florida. And, you know, we really had to think as a, as a board, how do we address this? Are we going to absent ourselves from Florida or are we going to go to the state of Florida you know, as BPI members to attend the ACB convention and make a statement about human rights and how they are being addressed by the Florida legislature. Um, we still have members that will not go to the state of Florida who are too fearful, too terrified, who are too vulnerable to go. So that being said, we had to think about, you know, the best way to conduct this rally. And we wanted this to be an inclusive human rights rally. As blind people, <laughs> this affects all of us. Uh, the state of Florida has engaged in book banning, which affects everybody. Um, the state is has enacted laws that are attempting to rewrite history for all kinds of marginalized communities. And I was just told a few weeks ago that one of the major organizations fostering diversity has completely taken all colleges from the state of Florida and Texas off of their rosters because of the environment in the state of Florida. This, this will definitely affect people that are blind. Um, so we... In in all of this, um, my, my uh, convention committee co-chairs, Anthony Corona and, and Gabe Lopez, kept ACB informed, uh, met with the director of diversity and equity in Jacksonville, um, and made a report about that to, to you, President Lewis, afterwards, um, have been in contact with, with Janet Dickelman, in terms of timeframes that would be optimal for the convention for most people to attend. And then, you know, we approached for um, support and assistance putting, putting the rally together since we're going to do a, a tremendous amount of legwork, um, you know, committees that we felt would really uh, be, um, you know, affected deeply by this, the women, women, ACB women and uh, MCAC, you know, and we would like as many people to attend as possible. We have speakers from, we're trying to find speakers from the human rights campaign, um, <clears throat> from different minor minority organizations, from some disability rights organizations, 
we're not su- supporting a particular political candidate. We're One not. Su- we're not supporting, uh, you know, any kind of political side. We are supporting. We are supporting independence, equity, and opportunity for all, which the state of Florida is denying. That is the bottom line of our rally. Thank you. Excellent. Okay. Next, Cheryl, would you like to share? Um, I'm I'm a little confused. What am I supposed to share? Because you just passed a motion saying as a committee, if this body and you, um, President Lewis, don't um, – are not taking a position we cannot take a position right you you can you can try to you can you can encourage the board to take a position in which case that would change the game that would be the other thing um that that the board could do the board is going to vote this motion this motion up or down um the other thing that uh, you know i think and you and you have shared actually a lot of this um, you know, like I said, it's very hard to separate these items. But when you shared, you know, your feelings about why you wanted to be part of the rally, uh, you you have actually shared some of that. So if you have anything additional you want to share, you certainly can, uh, or you don't. You certainly don't have to. Like I said, it was hard to separate them. Yeah. So I I I mean, on behalf of the members of the Multicultural Affairs Committee who voted to do this. Um, I, I feel like I should say something. Sure. Which is that we really thought about it. And, you know, we really wanted to support BPI. We too, right, stand for human rights and understand the importance of that. And so uh, as the committee that's charged with re- increasing awareness and um, working to improve sort of understanding within ACB, we thought agreeing to participate in this rally was fulfilling our mission as a committee. So that's why we agreed to do it. Um, and that's about all I have to say. Thank you so much. That's great. Okay. And so now, uh, Lori and Linda, uh, do you have additional comments? Sure, this is Lori, and I would echo what Cheryl said, um, and only to say that our committee agreed to have further discussions, um, you know, regarding what we might do, how we might participate, things like that. We talked about the rally so that all the members knew about it, but it was a very brief conversation. And, you know, freedom is a right that we enjoy in this country. Freedom is a human right. Freedom is never given voluntarily by the oppressor. It must be, it must be demanded by the oppressed. And that's a Martin Luther King quote. And you really need to think long and hard about as people who are blind or low vision and white. 
because if it was not for the people who came before us and for, fought before us, we would not have our rights. If we did not join with other people who have disabilities, we would have totally been left out of the Americans with Disabilities Act as it is. We were screwed in a lot of ways because we couldn't come to consensus. So if human rights are not about being blind, maybe I need to leave ACB. Maybe everybody needs to leave ACB. And I will leave it at that. All right. Thank you. I'd like to, um, we still have at the clock yes. is ticking, right? Yep. Yep. To me, the most salient intersectional issue that that er, that uh, convinced me to have women's uh, the women's committee consider joining this rally is the issue of reproductive rights. Blind women can get pregnant and have miscarriages and not get the right hospital care. Blind women can get raped or incested at young girls and be forced to carry their babies to term. Florida has a six-week abortion ban. And I have no doubt that there's a significant portion of ACB members who would not agree with this perspective on human rights. But that was the most salient reason for my suggesting it to the Women's Committee that we belonged in this consortium to carry this forward. Thank you. And this is Laura, if I could just add, I had one other point on my list and I forgot to say it, which was um, book bans were mentioned. Many of you may not know on the board of directors that several states are now preventing teachers of the visually impaired and blind students from downloading books from Bookshare because they can access what are considered banned books. Oh. If that's not silencing people, I don't know what is. Reading is another freedom. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Now we will go uh, through the board. And again, uh, we when we get uh, completed with the board, I'll be asking uh, Dan to weigh in um, as as uh, our executive director. So let's yeah, start. Can the I board ask a question you. before you start? Uh, yes. Thank you. Um, if um, this board votes um, to take no position, mm -hmm. uh, would that preclude an affiliate from doing the same? Thing? Not at all. No. So so it does not preclude an affiliate. It does not preclude a member. It merely precludes the organization <laughs> itself. And the organization so what how that would mean is that what 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 we would interpret that to mean, I think, is that uh uh when asked uh, by anyone, uh basically the response would be that ACB is taking no position. So it that would include committees. So that means that committees would not be. I mean, every committee member could be there, but uh, and and every affiliate could be there. Um, the whole organization could be there, but ACB in this case would be taking no position itself. And so uh, that is what that would that would be. Thank if you. Vote, if they vote yes, since you and I don't get to. All right. 
Let's start through with the board and the board comments. And again, if you've covered things uh, previously, you don't need to recover them unless you just want to, but I do want you to have your opportunity. So Denise, let's go with the roll call, please. Denise, are you muted? David Trott. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm not going to say much here. Um, and, and this is going to be a little controversial, but I'm getting a mixed message. Um, we just censored a tour. And now you want us to join a rally that part of it is against censoring books. Uh, my position is you never censor anything. Uh, I think this is America and that we're free. I will have to vote to support this motion for the simple reason that I don't think ACB should be out front with this. It's it's something that our membership can take part in. We're not we're not stopping anybody from doing that. Uh, it's something that our committees can participate in individually. We're not you know we're not doing that. So we're not really at that. If we take that position, then there's no doubt of risk and that kind of thing. Uh, my my last. Comment on this is, I believe in the rally. I think I think overall it's a good thing. But I think when you send your messages out to people, that you need to send a message that we censor what's important to us, and we don't want censored what's important to us. Ray Campbell. I won't say a lot. It's getting late. Um, but uh, just to say that I am going to vote for this motion. But again, I am troubled by the timing of it coming up with the the affiliate that's having the rally and with the leading committees around the issues of diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, taking a position that now we're being asked to spend half the night discussing this and voting on it. So, but I am going to vote for the motion um, and I'll just leave it at that. Thanks. This is Denise and um, I'm just really feeling torn because um, I totally believe in the rally. I believe in the purpose for it. I, um, I kudos to BPI for, for wanting to do this. Um, I fully understand why MCAC and ACB women want to participate. Um, and I fully understand, I guess, why they want to participate and participate as an, as a committee and not as just as individuals. You know, the motion could have been that ACB not support the rally. Now, I suppose you could say, well, if we're voting not to take a position one way or the other, we're saying we don't support it. And, and I don't particularly see it that way. But um, the problem is, if we if we vote to support it, um, that means we have to take an active role. And, you know, because the board has a fiduciary responsibility in terms of our finances and in terms of our resources, um, we would be having to do things that we had not initially been a part of the conversation to do. So that is the only reason, one of the only reasons I would vote in favor of this motion to not take a position. Michael Garrett. 
Am I unmuted? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I think human rights is a is a good thing. Uh, altruism is is is, is laudable and we caring for people and all recognize that we all have uh, other aspects of our lives in addition to being blind. I still err on the side of caution toward ACB. And if we were to do something uh, that would that would jeopardize our reputation or 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 our 501c3 status or our relationships with with uh, partners, you know, we could put ourselves in a tailspin. So I, I I err on the side of caution. Um, maybe perhaps in in some way we can work together in a future time to to uh, to hold a rally or or write a position paper or show some support for these different causes, I, I, I err on the side of caution in support of ACB itself. Jim Charlson. Thank you, sorry about that. Um, I, I don't have too much to say. Personally, I just wanna say we all have personal feelings about all these issues. Um, I believe in the rally. I believe in the issues that were listed as reasons to support the rally. Um, who better than a librarian to be against book bans? Um, it's all very personal to me and to every single member of ACB, many of whom don't agree with me. And I think that that is where we have the risk that Michael talks about. And my uppermost concern is to make sure that we don't in any way jeopardize ACB's reputation, ACB's standing financially, or our 501c3 status. And so I feel compelled to support this, um, this motion. Um, personally, I will support what BPI is is going to do. I believe in what they're doing, and um, I hope to be able to be there. Thank you. Chris Bell. Yes, I'm going to uh, <clears throat> I'm going to support the motion for the reasons Denise Colley gave, and also because, and I don't know whether it's <clears throat> correct, but I read Regina Brink's email, and there were things in there about supporting. Uh, certain uh, human rights ordinances in Jacksonville. And I, I don't think that ACB should be going down as a national organization, should be going down and, and supporting local ordinances. To me, that's for the state affiliate or a chapter, but I don't think that's uh, a proper function for ACB. Um, so I'll, I will vote in support. Donna Brown. I don't. Excuse me, I don't really have anything new to add. Thank you. Gabriel Lopez Capati. Okay, so um, first, like I always say that I'm going to be factual, but I end up being emotional because that is who I am. I'm a human. Um, uh, August board meeting, I remember it was the day I came back from Honduras. 
uh, spending my mom's 82nd birthday, 83rd birthday, I'm sorry, with her. Um, mom, don't, don't, don't be mad. I just disclosed your age on air. But anyway. He just lost, um, he just lost a year of it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway, um, uh, 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 there was a lot of commotion on ACB and everyone, uh, a lot of people who were opposing coming to Florida were looking at BPI as the voice to uh, kind of oppose this. Um, I myself came in front of this board and most importantly in front of the membership who elected me to be on this board um, saying that we would support coming to Jacksonville and that in uh, as a token of faith, we would offer a demonstration that would be peaceful, that would be educational, and that would be transparent in terms of telling uh, Florida we're here, but we want to defend the rights of those of us who are blind and LGBTQ+, blind women, blind African-American. Um, I do not uh, subscribe to the fact that we're just blind. Many of us came to blindness later in life when we were already born black or Hispanic or LGBTQ plus. And uh, to, for, to ask for us to, to decide if we have to choose one or the other in terms of advocacy kind of, kind of, uh, to me, cancels the whole purpose of being of ACB. Uh, because like we've all been saying, ACB is an organization of choice, an organization of humanity. So if we're humans, we're not just one single thing so the uh, the issues that affect a uh, pregnant blind 17 year old or the issues that affect a blind transgender uh, kid uh, affect me personally and uh, the blindness issues and um, aspects that we advocate for access to technology access to transportation are things that we're already doing and we continue doing because of, in virtue of the nature of our organization, <laughs> but what makes us as humans, and I'm going to speak from my own perspective, and I believe that as a human, many of us feel the same way. The fact that the, what makes us stick to ACB is because ACB considers us as a human, as a whole, as a person, not just as a blind person. The fact that I'm sticking to ACB it's not only because I've pledged my work to the membership who elected me, but also because ACB embraces me as a Hispanic naturalized LGBTQ plus immigrant in this great nation who happens to be blind. So what I want to say is um, I, I obviously will vote against because I believe in the autonomy of the um, committees because ACB committees, if not, we wouldn't have them if we did not need their subject matter expertise. And if they decided to participate in a rally that protects the human rights of people who are blind and who have an additional uh, layer of life, because isn't that what separated us from the NFB in 1961? Because we decided that we were more than just blind people. We decided that we were a complex layer of people that were coming together, yes, on a common blindness issue, but fighting and advocating for each other because what is done against one of us is done against ourselves. And it doesn't matter if we're white, African-American, LGBTQ, straight, cis, transgender, whatever. It is a matter of, it, it is an issue that ACB needs to take upon. And if not, then what's going to happen if we don't adapt 
is we're going to fragment into portions of this population. And then, you know, I, I already have my employment. Thank you. Employment, transportation, uh, access to technology, access to my guide dog. I have all those things solved. But do I have my issues as an LGBTQ plus blind man? No, I don't. And that's why I stay with ACB, because I think ACB has pledged to support me in by virtue of ACB allowing and embracing affiliates and committees that are subject matter experts that will work for my specific conditions. That's Lee Dipper. I have nothing to add other than I support the motion to take no position. Terry Pacheco. Sorry, I'm talking to mutation. Um, <laughs> mute anyway. Um, I support that we, I support this um, rally. I feel that there's a, a tremendous amount of very good points that have been made tonight, but I do not think that it's something that ACB should be in support of um, officially. Rachel Schroeder. Yeah, um, I also support this motion. Um, I think we as ACB, in the context of ACB, the organization, need to take no position. However, I do believe and applaud those of you who are stepping up in, um, and I think that any individual that would like to participate, I totally agree with the participation because we're blind people, whether we're participating as individuals, we're still going to be out there, anybody <laughs> who's at the rally. So I totally uh, support individual participation, but there's too many resources involved with ACB to take that position of um, supporting the rally. We're not asking for resources, but it's okay. And Simeon. Um, I just uh, don't know what to say, really, but I definitely will support this motion. And uh, one thing I do, I, I would hate to uh, see what our organization would be like if our committees could do whatever they wanted to without uh, following protocol uh, as, it, as it is in writing through our mission and positions that are even posted on our website. If committees could just do whatever they wanted to do, uh, I'll use the word again, chaos. And we hope I hope we can stay away from chaos. That's it. Bye, Sims. Um, I have nothing else to um, say either. I just supported this and um, I think if they want to do a rally, that's fine, but ACB should not have a position on it. I just want to make a comment that, or a question to them that um, I hope I have members reaching out wondering and hoping that they have insurance to cover for the rally. So if anything would happen, that's all. Thank you. Jeff, Tom. Yes, um, I... I'm troubled by this. I have certainly heard arguments from Chris and Kim, for example, and uh, that will will probably compel me to vote for this motion. 
But I'm deeply troubled for one big reason. We heard at our meeting when we debated the Jacksonville Convention site, a lot of fear, anger, et cetera, et cetera. And there was sort of a implicit message that we would support those that had those concerns and most especially LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Tonight, with some good reasons and some not good reasons, we are not supporting that community. And they are just as much and just as important a part of our organization as everyone else. And to the extent that we continue to go down that road, we violate diversity, equity, inclusion in the same way that we would have if we had not voted to withdraw that tour. Thank you very much. Any reader, anything you want to add? I just uh, agree with Jeff and Gabriel. Um, if you support human rights, you need to support BPI and their rally. If you don't support it, then uh, you are who's so concerned about what the what the press is going to think. Uh, the press will certainly hear this. They will hear that Blind Pride International uh, conducted a rally, but that their parent organization didn't have the guts to support it. So I hope you will change your minds and vote against this motion. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And then, Dan, I'd like you to comment as staff. All right, here I go. I think I'm unmuted now. Yeah, you're good. Uh, um, first of all, um, what worries me the most as, you know, uh, past president of this organization and the current executive director is that um, first I want to say I'm proud of what we're doing as an organization today. Um, You know, we go through lots of, you know, stops and starts and fits and we have lots of conversations on the conversation list and the leadership list. But at the end of the day, we stick to our principles and I'm very proud of us all coming together and having this meeting tonight where it it truly, we are a democratic organization. We are a board that's making a democratic decision and you are the elected officials of this organization that run the organization in between conventions. So uh, I appreciate that we're having this meeting. I also appreciate that we in, invited the chairs of the committees that kind of brought really the concern to light of whether ACB should have an official position related to this rally. And I really appreciate the work that uh, BPI is doing, um, at least from, and, and, and so that's the first thing I wanna say. And I really hope at the end of this, it doesn't fracture us because it, it really is hard in a democracy where people, for the best of intentions, and I believe everybody that spoke tonight has done it with the best of intentions. I, I really do. And I hope we have all listened and learned from this. 
as the executive director, our staff will support whichever decision the board makes today. If the answer is for us not to take a position, we'll support that. If the answer is for us to take a position, we will support that as well. So we are here to serve uh, the board in, in, in the, the, what you ask us to do to the best of our ability. Um, so I wanted to say that the other thing that, um, you know, I've learned a lot through this whole exercise, I had a really excellent conversation with the Multicultural Affairs Committee on Monday at our regularly scheduled meeting. And in that meeting, uh, several times different members and the conversation was ACB is doing this, ACB is doing that. And at some point, and, and we were having a good, a good, honest conversation. I said, who is ACB? You know, we're kind of all ACB. They're, we're all members of ACB. And Cheryl, being the truth teller that she is, and I so respect Cheryl, said, Dan, in this case, ACB is Deb and you. And I said, okay, what, you know, please explain that. And she said, well, you all are in positions of authority. And so when we are having discussions and we're frustrated with where ACB is headed, uh, you know, we look to Deb and you as the position, the people in authority to, to, to set the direction. And I, it, I took a pause with that and I, and I reflected on that. And in general, you know, at some level, that is the truth because we we don't have the ability as an organization to bring the board together every time we want to make a decision on something, right? So from that extent, I guess Deb and I are kind of empowered by the board to use our best judgment to make decisions. But we also know if something gets controversial, the authority of this organization is the board of directors in between conventions. And so I really, I appreciate the steps that Deb took to pull us together as hard as this was tonight to have this conversation. So thank you all for, for that. Um, the next thing um, I, I really want to, to talk about a little bit is you all have hired me right now as the interim executive director. And it's my job to, I believe, based on your direction to do the best that we can as a staff uh, to represent ACB. But as part of that, day to day, we are running a business. We are, are trying to um, you know, execute on all the work that you've asked us to do, but we are also raising money and we were paying salaries and we are managing expenses and the, the reality of the business that we're in right now, we can debate in the long term how much we want to stay in this business. That's all up to the membership and ultimately all of us to decide. But right now, our membership dues cover 2% of our budget expenses, which means that we are in the business of working with lots of different income sources, revenue sources to cover 
the expenses to run this organization. And so I think it's very important to know that uh, as we go down this conversation, there are risks associated with every position we take. It doesn't mean we shouldn't take it. It just means that there's risk involves, involved with those positions. Um, you know, right now, um, Deb and I had the opportunity to meet with Deepa to talk about where do we stand legally when it comes to our 501c3 uh, and our nonprofit status. And I believe what many of you have on the board have shared tonight, in, including Gabriel and, and, and Chris and Jeff and others, is, uh, you know, taking a position for this rally uh, or not taking a position for the rally, either one is an accepted position related to 501c3. Uh, as Leah mentioned earlier, and I think that's their plans from, from BPI, you, you cannot in any way support a candidate or a political party with funding, with position papers, with, with endorsements. And I don't think there's any plans on us to do that. Secondly, you have to do your advocacy according to IRS guidelines, which limits financial amount that you can spend towards advocacy and requires us in many circumstances to register as lobbyists. I'm sure most of you know this, but myself, Claire and Swatha are all registered as lobbyists uh, with the House of Representatives and the Senate. Uh, that has to be reconfirmed every three months and every year. We work to be certified in many states so we can do work. So there's business requirements which we must meet. The other thing that Deepa shared with us, and this is the part that, that troubles me and brings risk to the situation, is as you go down the path of what she called in the new world that we live in, you cannot, uh, you know, you're not allowed to be involved in politics. And it has kind of a, a, a tight definition as we talked about, but she says where the world is headed. And, and unfortunately we live in, we live in a world that's pretty fractured right now is what she called being politically adjacent in the positions you take as a non-for-profit business reflect back into that that bigger social world that we live in and so what we have to decide as a board is how much of our capital uh, do we wish to invest in this how much of our staff time do we want to invest in this what she was very clear about and i was sorry that leah left the call but maybe she'll have the ability to come back on i don't know is if um if we support the rally, then we have to be all in. She said, there's no, you're a little bit in as an organization. You're either not officially involved in the event or you are involved in the event. And if you're involved in the event, then you're responsible for what takes place at the event. And I'm not, you know, I don't know what the answer is to this, but if we went down the path of being officially signed in, then we've got to work with BPI and it has to really be a joint rally. She insisted that we would need to vet 
all of the speakers, just like we did for the currency rally, understand what they were going to talk about, make sure that they would in no way go across the line uh, when it related to, to what was prohibited. Uh, we would have to understand our legal liability when it comes to insurance. Uh, you know, all of these things have to be considered when you're officially signing on. I worry. And then I don't mean to interrupt you. This is yes, Gabriel, but I, I have Leah here. Well, she you was do mean to interrupt me, but I'm okay Media. with that. I'm no, no, okay I'm with just, that, I'm just, I'm just, no, yeah. I'm just telling you that, uh, that whenever you want Leah, she's right here next to me. Oh, perfect. Okay, cool, cool. cool. Mm -hmm. and thank you. Thank you. And so, uh, so I think that's if we decided to do this, which it sounds like most of the board is not deciding to do, but if we did, we would have to really, the whole complexion of this changes because it now becomes a joint, uh, it becomes a joint rally. There's no other way around that. And as a, a joint rally, now that involves uh, ACB resources and including probably lots of staff resources to work to put this rally on, um, you know, and I know BPI will try to do as much of it as they can, but the reality is we have to make sure that uh, it would meet our, um, our guidelines. And so that's, that's a new world. If you, if you truly want to go down that path, there's nothing excluding Dan, it. This is Leah Gardner. Yes. Leah. I, I'm actually, I, I took off my phone. But okay. uh, yeah, I'm in the same, I, I've been listening to you actually through uh, ACB media okay. and I just wanted, yeah, I just wanted to make a few points. Um, See, please do. Yes. Sure. Number one, we were not asking for ACB to actually put any type of resources into the rally. We were asking the committees just for their support so that we could gain some assistance in locating speakers from different minority groups uh, to make the rally as inclusive as possible. So we were looking, you know, for speakers from human rights campaign, um, you know, different uh, other uh, minority groups. And it was very much our principle not to go into politics because legally, um, you know, Gabe and I have gone over the IRS, um, you know, qualifications and, mm -hmm. and you know, we, we spent a lot of time this weekend going over them. So mm -hmm. what we need to avoid, because as everyone knows, we're a 508, 501c3 entity ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. yep. So we need to be cognizant of all of those uh, potential minefields. So we're not, absolutely not supporting any political candidates, uh, not supporting anybody who is campaigning. We simply are gathering people and speakers to talk about the human rights issues that are going on, you know, in in Florida as a state, as a way to try and help everybody feel, uh, you know, safe, included, heard. And that includes all blind people who feel that they are in a minority status. So we certainly would not be asking ACB to vet any any speakers and we would be have to be very careful with our 501c3 status 
as well. So we've also looked at all of the legal variables uh, up and down. I, I agree. So we're very clear. You. We're very yeah. clear on that. I agree with you, and that's where it gets more complicated. I, I think because we we will, if we take an official position, we would have to vet that. If 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 our members want to be involved and help find resources, perfectly acceptable. There's no 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 conflict with that at all. It's if if ACB committees are are sponsoring and taking official position for the rally, that's where the that's where the rub comes in. Um, my understanding so so that's what we have to that's what we kind of have to weigh uh, you all have to weigh as the board tonight and i i will say personally human rights and and these particular rights are very important to me so even though uh if acb uh you know kind of goes down this path of not having a a, a formal position personally uh, Dan Spoon is making every plan that I can to be at this rally because it's very important to me personally. So this is not where my personal opinion lies. This is the position that I'm taking as the executive director that says when we go down this path, we we do increase our risk and we we don't know what's going to happen when when you have a. When you were at an event like this, uh, and I really respect BPI for for taking this journey, but there's there's risk, and and the risk can can have uh, uh, consequences. So I just both. Uh, so anything uh, there that I can do to answer the question? Any questions? But I just wanted to make you understand kind of where where we are and and we can't be uh, it's probably not the right way to say it but you can't be a, a little bit pregnant you're either in or you're out and and i think that's that's what the board has to consider all right thanks dan let's go ahead and vote and again please keep your comments as minimal as possible so we can get through the vote we've had lots of discussion and um, it's been good discussion. So let's uh, do the roll call for the vote, please. Are you uh, muted, Denise? David Trot. There he is. She is. Yes. If if this had come about earlier and ACB had had better time to participate, I'd feel differently. But at this point, I had to vote yes. Ray Campbell. Yes. Did I vote yes? Michael Garrett? Yes. <clears throat> Kim Charlson? Yes. Chris Bell? Yes. Donna Brown? Yes. Gabriel? Look, look so I, I, I believe I can say a few words before my vote. <sighs> yes. I yes. heard that sigh, but anyway. Okay, um, so again, <laughs> again, um, we are working with the mayor's office. Uh, we're working with the sheriff's uh, office that is in conjunction with the mayor's office to ensure uh, security for everyone. Uh, 501c3 has been considered legally, as Leah mentioned. Um, and uh, again, we are here to uphold the rights uh, of people who are represented by the committees that have been created by ACB to foster and uh, 
and welcome diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I'm just going to ask. Um, you don't have uh, Deb, Dan. You don't have to answer right away. But I just want the membership to listen uh, to my petition because I want um, after this meeting, I would like a transcript and a recording of this board me board meeting, and I would like a list of the organizations, if we're so considered about financial well-being, I would like a list of the organizations that have donated money based on our commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion, please. Thank you. Uh, oh, and my vote is no. Cecily <laughs> Nipper. I vote yes. <laughs> Excuse me. Terry Pacheco. I am going to reluctantly vote yes. Rachel Schroeder. Yes. Kenneth Simeon. Yes. Connie Sims. Yes. Jeff Tom. Reluctantly, yes. All yeses with one no. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. So just to uh, to be clear, um, uh, because there was a comment about this earlier, and we will um, we will make sure that that this is uh, understood as best we can. In taking no position, ACB is not taking a position against the rally. It is taking no position. So if if ACB had taken a position against the rally would have to actively work against the rally and and I, I certainly haven't heard anyone say that they want to do that so I'm sorry um, but by negating ACB committees to participate in the rally you are actually acting against the rally tacitly uh, you can phrase it however true. you okay. want you're, 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 that is not true no that's okay. not true so the discussion the discussion is, is over yeah the discussion's over Gabriel Gabriel the discussion is over decreed madam president thank you yeah I have so the discussion is over the hour is late the other agenda item what I was started to say is that that there is definitely a difference and that taking no position means that we will stay neutral and that is definitely gives everyone the, the freedom um, and autonomy to, to work with this. Um, the other th uh, item that we have is just a quick review of our upcoming meetings. Thank you to uh, those of you who have emailed or texted about the, um, your uh, participation in the leadership <laughs> conference and uh, probably just about have everybody now between what I knew and what I've learned. So I really appreciate that very much. Keep those cards and letters coming. Um, the, uh, so we have, again, we have a, two board meetings coming up, one on the 8th, one on the 15th that we've already discussed. Those will be executive session meetings where we will deal with personnel issues related to hiring the executive director. And then our next uh, public board meeting will be at the leadership conference on March 2nd, all day from 9 to 5. And that will be uh, an in-person uh, board meeting. And um, so uh, those in attendance are able to uh, be in the room with us as we as we deliberate. So um, 
that is the plan for the next meeting. Um, if there's no additional business to come before us tonight, I'm going to uh, call for us to adjourn because I it's move, we so adjourn. late. Thank you. Second. 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 Everybody seconded. Yeah. <laughs> Ray, Ray moved. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, I don't, I've heard some places you don't even have to vote on adjourning, but uh, you are all in favor, right? Aye. Yes. 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 Anybody yeah. opposed? Okay. All right. Thank you very much, and we'll have more information as we move along. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night, all.